0: So that, that right there is something that... Um, her, her. It's <laughs> the, the, my, my goal with the podcast is to try to make it so that we forget the phone is there. Or, you know, there is no microphone, but the microphone is there as much as possible. And it really is just a talk. I, I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and I enjoy the conversational ones more. Um, and, you know, there's a balance. If, if, if one extreme is strictly interview, um, Larry King... Style and the other, you know, right. what I mean? <laughs> like I'm more in the middle, but probably more leaning towards the conversational side. So even like Sam Harris is a little bit more interviewee. He comes with prepared questions, and I just like the idea of let's just see where it goes, you know? Yeah. We've had some really good discussions at the coffee shop, you know, in Sausalito. Like, if we were recorded that, I'm like, that's a good podcast. <laughs> we covered a lot of really cool stuff that I'm really into. Some interesting little insights popped up, and that's really.
1: Yeah, there's just there's just that one, uh, uh, ba- one balancing factor for me is um, uh, remembering that maybe those listening may not know all the references. Yes, and again, you can't have a conversation in which you. Uh, you can overdo that. Uh-huh. Uh, what we're talking about here <laughs> yes. when we mention Jim, Jim is a friend. You know, like, come on, a
0: podcast of footnotes.
1: Yeah, pot- you you to- footnotes that have footnotes. Never get to
0: the point. Oh it's yes, prep. it's like
1: it turns into a PhD yeah. dissertation.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to find a balance with that. What check what your
1: I, citations? <laughs> check your citations. What I,
0: what I do find myself doing when podcasting and in real life is I do reference if if I'm going to say like a quote or something. I'm like, yeah, as so and so says right? I find myself doing that all the time. And it kind of, my wife, it bothers her a little bit, and she'll be like, do you have any ideas of your own? <laughs> I'll always say like, well, you know, Rob Doss says, or I'll say Paul says, or, you know, Sam Harris a lot. Sam Harris says it like this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, of course I have ideas of my own, but I just want to be, even if I'm not saying it exactly the way they said it, that's where that sort of concept was introduced to me. I just, I, I don't
1: know, maybe it was ingrained in me in college or something like that. Well, guys. also, if, if we're going to discuss Paul, which would be Paul Hederman, dot com, <laughs> which is how um, Nick and I know each other. My name is Keith, and um, that's how Nick and I know each other, attending uh, gatherings that uh, are technically known as a satsang, which is uh, yeah, a Sanskrit and word for gathering in truth, I, I think believe. So, yeah. And. Um, Often is associated with gurus and disciples. In fact, it is. In fact, from that tradition. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna, you know, it's it's nice to to cite, say, Paul Hederman. Yeah. Exactly. Because if, if if that's the idea, if that's something that we're, if there's an idea of Paul's that we're going to be talking about, um, certainly reference that's that's an idea of Paul Hederman's. Yes. And then move on from that. And,
0: and he's and he's been the main subject of. The first couple podcasts so if anyone's listening to this as you know on this series they probably have checked him out by now <laughs> like, yeah you know he's really I'm, I'm basically it's just the zen bitch slap like fan club podcast because i just keep bringing him up him and sam harrison it's just you know that's what has um really shaped my way of seeing this stuff and interacting with it over the last couple years so just be honest. I'd feel like I was uh, putting on an act if I was pretending like all these were my ideas or my insights,
1: you
0: know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I discovered Paul um, about six months ago. We're in early July of 2019 right now, a little longer than six months, when I was beginning to look online, uh, YouTube, for the resources around non-duality. I can't say exactly why,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah what I mean there's sometimes there is a reason why you begin to check yeah. out somebody or some subject
0: I think that's most people's story, yeah. is they don't really know why and in retrospect maybe what their idea was at the beginning is nothing like when they look back at it having seen what they've seen anyway
1: yeah I, again I don't know specifically why around six months ago I think I know the larger arc mm-hmm. of exploration that led me there yeah but I found um, I began to notice these these uh, grainy videos,
0: <laughs> poor sound quality. With
1: poor Echoes. sound quality, partly it's the poor sound quality. He does have a microphone, but he just doesn't use it often. It's so it's so great. It's so Paul. He's got the microphone. Be easy to plug it in with his advanced technical crew consisting of his wonderful partner Amelia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, partly I couldn't understand literally the sound volume a lot, so I would, and they're kind of grainy and and he spends a lot of time laughing at uh, things he finds ironic and i kept coming back so this is an interesting conversation and i think you and i both commented about other people over the years alan watts his audio library is amazing Mm -hmm. and thank goodness for whatever forethought went into creating that audio library because when you think of the 1970s he was he had a lot of advanced thinking that what I'm saying may be worth listening to 10 20 30 40 years from now so it's it's that same feeling It's YouTube has become a great treasure trove and a great nightmare of stuff that should never have been allowed to pass I'm all for sometimes I'm watching something on YouTube and as I'm all for uh, censoring that should not have yeah, yeah. been there but not for the political basis yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just anyway um, began to listen to Paul and realized his message part of his message is what what's goes back to my own long-term exploration of spiritual things including cross-cultural religions i I come from a background of i'm an episcopalian by family of origin and it's i've never met a devout episcopalian i don't think it's there's such a thing Mm -hmm. there probably are i understand there's an evangelical wing of the of episcopalianism now but it was a sort of one step down from Catholicism, a lot of nice, beautiful stained glass windows, and the minister generally said things like, be good. But there was also a sense of the holy, mm-hmm. an unspoken sense of the holy. That that's moment- from
0: when you were very yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. like I was, even, here, yeah. I
1: was even an acolyte, which is, a, you know, it's a candle carrier. You mm-hmm. wear a red robe with a white vestment over it. And the acolyte mother, a woman named Mrs. Seifert, would call my mother during the week... And she had a German accent. She's, can the boys serve this week? Can the boys serve?
0: Where did you grow up, Dave? I'm asking.
1: In Northwest Ohio. Okay. Oh yeah, from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I so what I found from that, there was no theology drilled into me, mm-hmm. but the beauty of the stained glass windows, the quiet in the three seconds just before the ten o'clock service began with a pipe organ. From heaven itself. You know, that loud, not, not the word isn't quite loud, but um, amplified quality of, of um, organ music, the, the quiet of, of the it, sanctuary, yeah. Yeah. and then we're walking up the aisle to the front with carrying a candlestick that's been lit.
0: Yeah. It's like a little spiritual experience. It's like a little ritualistic. So, yeah, to evoke I, that feeling, yeah.
1: I grew up, um, Unlike a lot of my Catholic and Jewish friends who seem to spend the most of their lives throwing off their Catholicism mm-hmm. and the time with the nuns, or the guilt of their Judaism, I didn't have any doctrine. I didn't even get confirmed. So what I came out with was a sense of the numinous, what Rudolf Otto, the theologian called the numinous, the holy, the sense of the holy. Yeah. I picked up a book in college called The Sense of the Holy, and he was describing the experience of the holy without linking it to theology. So it set my dials to yes. look for existential, meaning-based messages, which led me to Joseph Campbell, mm. which led me to Robert Bly, yeah. uh, the great mystical American poet. And this is in poet. your...
0: This is in your Early twenties, late, late teens, early twenties. Oh yeah, twenties, thirties. Yeah,
1: man, so I mean, so I don't want to spend the whole. I'm not recounting my <laughs> yeah, entire. Yeah. But, no, what, but
0: if this was a movie, that that's the age you would be when all this stuff would be introduced.
1: Yes, it would. You know? Yes, it would. And and I didn't have any guilt about exploring it. It wasn't yeah. like my family will disown me because I'm not a good evangelical Christian. I know friends who have had that struggle. Yeah. Um, You know, dad and mom, I'm glad the Bible is literally true for you, but I think it's a subset of a larger set of truths. I didn't have that. So I I mentioned I discovered in my amateur, thoroughly amateur studies of comparative religion um, the distinction between the via positiva and the via negativa, Mm -hmm. the positive path of spirituality, religious study, uh, exploration, and the negative path. Positive path is when you affirm what God is. You affirm the divine in terms of the divine's qualities of plenitude, graciousness, grace, abundance, overflowingness, mm-hmm. and the negative path is neti neti, yes. what the Indian, East Indian, India Indians refer to as not this, not that. God is not that, yes. and that is what Paul Hederman's a big part of his message is to is me, identifying what's ma- not. He's
0: the master of neti neti that I've come across. Exactly. He, he's so. Uh, For lack of a better way I still haven't found A better word for it But I say He's so disciplined Which is funny Because he's really Like a Sort of chill Almost late Like he Brags about being lazy But he's so disciplined In that message Sticking to Not not, It's not that It's not that You know Like he doesn't Even indulge I'll see As I Like start talking To this with certain people I'll see the urge To start explaining What I am Or what we are Yes Like starting to go into that I forgot the Was it a Sanskrit word?
1: Uh, the, the via positivitiv positive to affirm what we are. Yeah. We, we are yeah. we are the infinite. Yes. We are the absolute. Mm-hmm. I have upset of those two. There's no boundaries.
0: Yes, and and I, I feel the drive in me to want to explain it in that way. And I see that Paul is so disciplined, and he doesn't even touch it. It's just not that. It's not that. See what you are from what jersey See what you're not from what you are. Right. That's really what it is. Is that's That's. He's so just disciplined in that, that I really appreciate that. And that's why I feel like his is the only message I can listen to constantly, every week, you know, almost every day, really, if I'm in the mood for it, because I know that it's just relentlessly pointing to, uh, it's almost like the illusion. The, if you look at the ego as, as an illusion, as an imaginary construction you know, of our imagination. Just like, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. It doesn't even give you a chance to to think for a second, well, maybe there is a self. Like, no, he's so, so relentless in that. But that's why his message, same, similar story for me, you know, along the way, I, I feel like finding his message was was the the finale to this, in this search of, you know, a lot of the positive, the affirmations, and saying, man, it's getting me a lot of the way there, in my day-to-day life I'm seeing yes I am I am you know everything I am the infinite I'm timeless I I, you know that's very Muji I was listening to Muji for about six months before I found Paul it's a lot of yes I'm that I'm that and then um but Muji also what I really like that he does is he says uh he asks the question who which is that's very Ramana but like who is it that wants to be free to know yes who's looking for this oh yeah who would and so that is always really helpful that's something i use day to day for sure is it who is it who is it then it and then don't answer the question for myself (laughs) because that which is going to answer the question is going to be more of that you know if, if it is from from identification with self that's gonna that's asking that question then, and, then it's going to be identification with self that's answering that question. <laughs> Let's just ask the question, which is just a little hit reminder that I'm not that. You know? So, I, I really, I got to remember those two words. I might, well, I might write them down. Yeah. Positive, is it yeah, well, Sanskrit?
1: That, uh, well, then not so much, it's actually Latin, I believe. Via, oh. via positiva, the, the positive path, via the way. Positiva, positiva meaning positive. Or, and it's that which, the path which affirms the yeah. bounty of God, the, yeah. the plenitude of God, the overflowingness. I remember when I encountered the Neoplatonic philosopher Plotinus. I had, a, I had a teacher in my 20s, not a spiritual teacher, but a mentor and guide with a small satsang, I would say. Yeah, we mm-hmm. didn't call it that. But I was it's very Joseph Campbell. Truly, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. To have a mentor at that age, yeah.
1: yeah to, it really was. It was yeah. my Obi Wan Kenobi. Right on. And he had done a lot of meditation in the fifties uh, and exploration of the Eastern stuff, nineteen fifties. Which remember, uh, those of us listening here, those of you listening, if you take for granted the convergence of Buddhism or the the arrival of Buddhism in the West, or in America or California, wherever you are. Uh, as recently as two two decades ago, it's 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 a very recent transmission. So, if the nineteen fifties, if you were interested in the Eastern paths, Good of, luck. you were well, yeah, and you were looking. <laughs> yeah, you were really looking because it was a wasteland. This was the Eisenhower administration. Mm-hmm. This was the McCarthy era. Yeah, and so to be interested in Buddhism. So, in any case, my teacher, uh, and I put this capital uh, small t, small t, first. Um, Introduced me. And one of the, we, we read some books by Plotinus, the Neoplatonic philosopher. And one of his ideas was the one, he was a, he was, a, he was a, he took the path of affirmation. The mm-hmm. one.
0: Well, I think Pluto is very affirmation too, right? Like, Plato. Or Plato, Pluto, oh my God.
1: Plato, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all about like there's a perfect form. Yes. The, and everything is striving towards that. Toward perfection. Yeah, perfection. And so there
1: are ideal forms and the the matters of this world are. Uh, Interesting to the degree that they fall short of the ideal forms, Mm -hmm. the archetypes. So Plotinus would talk about the one as being infinitely, and this still informs me at times, the one, the oneness, the one as being infinitely overflowing. That It's really the idea that God is both the divine, the source, is both transcendent to this world and imminent in this world. Mm. So we feel the presence of God, but God is in no way diminished by anything we feel of God here because the source is infinitely boundless. There's a bounty to the source. So God is present in every point of this universe, Right here, right now, and God is not exhausted. God is also a source that surpasses it. Like imagine a waterfall that is not exhausted by the river that it creates. Mm -hmm. We only know the river because of our boundaries most of the time, but the source. So, that's the via positiva. Um, I think the both paths. The path of negation. I am not this. I am not that, which is so useful. Like oh, that emotion that keeps bothering. I'm really not that. I think it's there, but it's for me.
0: Yeah, that, that is the most skillful, helpful thing. I, I So, there's a lot of things. I always had a drive towards spiritual things, but um, sometimes I get emotional when I say this thing I'm going to yeah. say today. Uh, the, what really brought me to it was um, I, I got married young. I had three stepkids. I've had two more kids of my own since then. And uh, I have no parents in my... In my life, so I had I had not, you know, everyone everyone's shit is their shit. I didn't have the craziest childhood. I had an unconventional sort of, you know, childhood. And what really brought me to this was like, a, I gotta pull my shit together um, because I have other people counting on me.
1: Because of what? Because I
0: have other people counting on me. Got you it. Know, you know what I mean? Got and, it. And and um, There's not- if I would have continued to indulge. In that, in that sort of, like, my emotions and uh, my reactivity and all that kind of stuff. If I would have continued to indulge in that, bad shit would have not only happened to me, but I had the people that were counting on me, like the, these kids and this family that was counting on me. So, they, like, the, the necessity is the mother of invention? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was like a, either you figure out how to pull yourself together or else, you know, it's all gonna fall apart, and, and and that's what led me to, um, psychol like getting therapy, like going to seeing a therapist, and then also reintroduced me to Buddhism and all that sort of stuff in a different way, of like seeing oh like the first shift of just because you think something crazy doesn't mean you gotta listen to it, just because you feel something that's intense and overwhelming, you can get enough space to go that which is feeling it actually isn't it right and 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 in a very practical way that's what brought me to like a, literally just in my day-to-day life oh this stuff like paul talks about you um you'll know the tree by its fruits yes i saw the fruits of like i'm not being reactive i'm not losing it i'm not yelling i'm not you know there is something good to this and that that sort of that dance of like i really enjoy this stuff it's cool and it's it's improving my relationships with people, and so then I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue it more and more, and so it's like which was driving which, you know what I mean? And I really dove really deep into it and was listening to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of Buddhist stuff and and Alan Watts and and this is all I was revisiting it after having a childhood of sort of being interested in it and all that, but that what what you're just what you're just bringing up just now like. Um, being able to to see an emotion as not you, to see a thought as not you, is like the most valuable thing for this action figure You're traveling through this life. And then Paul is just like that on steroids. Like yeah. seeing none of it is you. You know what I mean? And it really is like... I listen to his message so much and I see the rational mind trying to grab onto it. And, and I it's like a practice of just like... It, you're not going to make sense of it. Just see the fruit from the tree. <laughs> like, the fruit, obviously. The action figure's never been this chilled out. It's never been this, like, like okay. Like, he talks about a lot, like, okayness or enough. You arrive at a place of enough. What more could you fucking ask for than that, you know? And so that just triggered when you brought that up. <laughs> I had
1: to... Yeah, and over. one of the things that when, you, when people uh, uh, begin to listen to Paul... At zenbitchslap.com, <laughs> YouTube, and we don't get any money for mentioning that name. <laughs> we should, we should, uh, we should talk to Paul about that. The ab- the What's our cut? <laughs> Actually, I feel, uh, <clears throat> I it's, it's, I would, I recommend that website as much, uh, in the same way that I would recommend someone get more sleep if they were yeah. over, over exactly. not getting enough sleep. It's like it's, it's about well being, yes. And one <laughs> of agree. the things that I that one of my moments of recognition listening to Paul Hedder, Hederman was number 1 uh, the the audio quality is not great with a lot of the talks the video quality and also he literally i noticed if you begin the, the talks start on youtube yeah. mid sentence
0: I kind of love that
1: <laughs> so the conversation is going he's yeah. just picking up on it but yeah I, I would i would i had the same thought you did and the same experience i thought much of this is going over my head i don't yeah. even understand the reference points mm-hmm. he often will say um, i'm throwing this over your head and uh, you're trying to reach it, and it goes over your head, and but it's landing where it belongs because it can't miss because the target is everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, if you would trans- transcribe such that sentence, irrational thing to say. Yeah, but yeah. it is actually a complete sentence. Yes. It, it, he's throwing it over your head, yep. uh, beyond your ability to catch it, and it lands. The, the target is everywhere, so it can never not land in the right place. It actually is rational. <laughs> That's a coherent sentence, but what is the reference point? Throwing yes. water? Is it a. So I'm immediately going to baseball, uh-huh. and I'm not a baseball fan, uh-huh. throwing it over my head. So it finally took some time for self reference to kick like. I'm actually among those who do not know what yeah. the reference points are. And he's actually referencing that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, o- he also would say, <laughs> a big uh, when I gave a t- you know, when I give a talk somewhere, sometimes the sponsor of the talk will come up and say, Paul, great talk. I want to give you some feedback. People are saying that you always say the same thing, yeah. that the message doesn't change. And Paul would say, bingo, yeah. it doesn't change. <laughs> so I say I the same thing. The Which is not to say he literally says the same thing. Uh-huh. But the integrity of Paul's message for me is he says, look, Several years ago, I walked into a meeting, not unlike this, and I heard a message that resounded with me. Mm -hmm. There was a deep, unspoken yes, Yes. and I have continued to listen to that message and listen for. And I thought, wow, I understand what he's saying. So there's just a... I
0: would say what is unique about Paul's message that I haven't really seen... I've seen people hint towards it, but not hit it on the nail on the head like he does, is that unspoken yes hit and then he saw in the other thought songs he was going to that people were um, I, they were grabbing onto the message and identifying with it as self and that, that activity of, of the realization and then self clinging to it and grabbing yes. onto it, that's what his message so directly, continually points out Points out and points out that your spiritual pants are down. You can pretend like you got them hiked up real high and you're the one that gets the message and and you're experiencing self as no self, but he points to the illusion of that again and again and again. Like no one else, and
1: and when uh, he he talks about uh, when who you are, who you really are, yeah, here's what's really so. Then the mental structure, which is his basic term for, you know, small mind, the everyday yeah. mind that grasps and, and um, turns that into a moment. Of, oh, I got that. I understand yeah. it. Uh-huh. And gra- grabs Seeing it. Seeing that movement. Yeah, that, that whole movement process. Yeah. Essentially, we could summarize it by, I was talking with a friend about it the other day. Uh, it's interesting. She said, what is your friend Paul? What does he talk about? And I said, well, you, you know, why don't we could listen to one of the YouTubes? So we listened to one of the YouTube talks. And she's a yoga student and a uh, long time, I'd, I'd say, uh, influenced by Eckhart Tolle. So mm-hmm. she's open to the kind of thinking of yeah. mystical, uh, perennial philosophy. And she sat there and listened to this talk by Paul Hederman up in Toronto, one of his talks. And afterwards she said, I just don't understand what... It it was what was saying, and I said that's terrific. It's
0: great. It's better than you saying you do understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the part of and 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 it was so at some point she said it's about selfing, right? Something called selfing. Yeah. And um, that is so. Let me give me let me give you my best su- summary please. of Paul's framework on what he calls selfing, so yeah. we don't just talk I mean, about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, right now there's the experience of seeing. There's also the experience of hearing. It's just hearing, there's hearing going on It's yes. a verb, seeing, stop. hearing, feeling yeah. Tasting, I'm drinking this coffee And I just added the word I to it Which is very important to the idea of selfing
0: real, real quick, i got to just get this out So I was doing Sam Harris's uh, Waking Up app this morning And yes. it was all about hearing And he was talking, it's so simple I've heard it before but it just hit so good today Of realize uh, um, sounds popping up And realizing that you have no volition over them. You can't go like, I didn't, which is very Paul, right? Like, once you heard it, it's too late. There's no stopping. There's no one ringing
1: the bell. (laughs) Exactly. And besides, you don't know that there's a bell. Yeah, yeah. There's only the hearing of something that that you call a bell. The
0: actual, we even say arising, but that's even putting a hint of time into it. It's just is. It's it's an isness to it. Yes. It It, is. In in this, there is noise. And then as soon as it's there, it's gone. And and it's it, man. I, his app I can't freaking recommend it enough. Sam Harris, waking up app, meditation app. It's expensive though. It's the only thing is I got in early. I only paid. Yes, you know a dollar a month. So, um, but, um, it was like a spiritual experience. It was like a, like a disappearing of. And you're just sitting there, sound, 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 and you get this feeling, just like man, the whole story of hearing something. And then a judgment on the hearing. That was a nice sound. That was a bad sound. All that story comes after the sound. So you,
1: you exactly. That, no, yes, that's yeah. exactly it. And, and what Paul does not often say directly, but what's implied is based on present evidence alone, not resorting to anything you've read or thought from heard from a spiritual teacher, yeah. right now, what based on present evidence alone, there is hearing. There is seeing There might be feeling There are six sensory gates, you could call them Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching And thinking Which, of course, is the most active in most of us As
0: Paul would say And a whole lot of thinking about it
1: (laughs) And a whole lot of thinking about all of it (laughs) And so there's hearing There's seeing And then there's mental structure Uh Part of the mind Uh Grabs it and says, I heard that I see that And then it moves itself to the front of the line, and 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 at least allows the inference that it's been there all along, the I that just heard that, Mm -hmm. which is actually just a hearing. There's hearing, Mm -hmm. the mental structure says, I heard that. And then it puts itself at the beginning. Someone needs
0: to make an animation of this. It really is. I, an an, I, I see I it, too. There's an before. animation
1: of that, too. A kid's too. book. Something. I even did a little chart one time. Yeah. I was going to show it to Paul. I said, is this what you're talking about? Thank goodness <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I know. <laughs> Rip it up.
0: <laughs>
1: and so there is that. And, of course, the other pieces that sort of helped me click with this are the idea that as for the eye, you know, the, the basic uh, account of this, that we are not born with a sense of eye yeah. in, in the personal sense yes. for the first 18 to 24 mm-hmm. months of life we are the the newborn is in a is everything yeah. the newborn doesn't have any reason to doubt that it's everything doesn't have the cognitive apparatus probably to even reflect on that exactly. it is just the same and there's the mother and but it doesn't call it the mother there's yeah. the breast but yeah. doesn't call it the breast it, it,
0: it clearly is awake conscious the lights are on but there's no story being told about any no other. story being no. told yeah. and, and there's and, no grasping of that's my mother these are my hands. You, you look at kids. I mean, we were talking about, I think, uh, at, at coffee last Saturday or whatever, that uh, you see a kid looks itself in the mirror. doesn't. know. <laughs> it doesn't go, that's me. It's looking at, you know, it just sees another kid. And and we, we just look at that like, oh, that, you know. Yeah, oh, how's my hair? Yeah. Or how's my... Uh, <laughs> exactly. going to change that's my so shirt. so freaking profound. And when you hang out, obviously I've got five kids. So I've spent a lot of time around little pre-language kids. And uh, you, you see... They're, they're just pure, illuminous emptiness Oh yes And you, you I f- want to cry sometimes Just looking into their eyes And then seeing slowly Around 18 months to 2 years You start seeing a self-identity Self-consciousness consciousness Aware of its That it is An eye An eye It is, is a separate from It's a subject amongst all these objects And, and it's a really trippy thing to watch You know? And and it's very um, informative too. As a as a adult action figure, that's all this is. This structure is put in place very strong. I, go, I was one of those once, <laughs> you know. Every every reminder. So and what was the process that that happened that got you know me to where I'm at now? It's it's that's why you know people say kids are the best teachers, or dogs and cats are the best teachers because they're just there. They're oh, they pure, are totally just there. Luminous empty, uh, emptiness in this moment they couldn't be anywhere else and we're in this moment too but there's a whole lot of activity going on trying to convince us that we're not you know
1: i'll be sitting at home sometime with my uh, in the living room and my golden retrievers on the crossed the room on on a couch he will be sleeping and he'll get up and turn his head toward me and just look at me and i'll be reading and i'll look at him and I'll say what's up bucko and he just looks at me and he t- tilts his head and i tilt my head <laughs> And just this direct thing going You're on, there. yeah. And it reminds me, I you know, he's he's my Zen teacher. He's yeah. just pres his presence. God, um,
0: and like Paul says, um, interest and attention. That that's been another, another like if you want to see the fruit from the tree of my day to day life of a sense of just uh, peace and okayness and contentment is realizing that the interest and attention is just spent most of its life here in the thought system in the, in the planning for the future and the thinking about the past and when that interest and attention can be redistributed like you're there making eye contact with your dog the Interest and attention is completely there.
1: It's completely there. It's completely there. And there's and no, I'm looking at my dog. Yeah, no,
0: it is. And that. he's
1: looking at me. Oh, that might kick in though. Yeah, yeah of oh, course. Or that the that mental structure grabs hold of it and says, way. Oh, I had this great experience <laughs> with my dog this morning. Let me tell you about my experience with my dog. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's also yeah. part of the fullness of it all, but you yeah. just basically lost it. And you can say, Oh, there's that part of me that, there's that thing that did that. And there's yeah. your back yes. in that. You're yes. back in the seeing of it. Yes. Paul often says, You know, the oh, mental structure is so the Fastest draw—it's uh-huh. the fastest draw in time. in time. In time, in the in the realm of time, time versus the, the the reference point to time is eternity or no time, timelessness. So in time, there's nothing faster than that. You cannot outdraw it. But he says the only one thing that can outdraw it is timelessness because its gun is already out of the holster at all times, sheer presence. So yeah, you got outdrawn again, and you can see that from the place of. That's not it either, yes. and it's just all it. Um, and going back to this thing about the, the newborn. Uh, so re- the irony, the irony of all this is, I've come to reflect on this myself, sort of being on a quote spiritual path, which I'm not even sure what that phrase means at this point. And, <laughs> but I would have once said, oh, "Yeah, I'm yeah. on, on a spiritual path," etc.
0: So you not knowing what it means is an improvement. Uh, probably, <laughs> you know, probably, no and, it and it not me, wanting
1: to know, yeah, not yeah. wanting to not have losing uh, interest in it. But uh, the newborn, uh, around 18 or 24 months, not only yeah. comes to have a sense of eye, but is reinforced massively for that yeah, sense of yeah, eye. Yeah. It's not just the toy, but that moment for most parents. Yeah. She said, "My toy." Yay. He said, "My toy." He had just, and I am Keith. He said, "Me, Keith," pointing to me. Yeah. Those are those are developmental milestones in the conventional. Yes, and it's, n- oh. look, nobody's here to say that having that sense of self is some kind of. At least I'm not here to say, as some gnostics might, that it's some kind of mistake. No. Uh, okay. It's 70, about seventy. From what people who've studied these things, in the evolutionary biologists and psychologists, seem there's evidence that that sense of I, the the agent agency of I, is about seventy thousand years old. It's, it's very mm-hmm. recent, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred thousand years old, mm-hmm. and we're never not going to have it. Yeah. But it will probably, as more people, I like to think, as a greater percent, I, perhaps we're on a learning curve. Let's say. Yeah. And the learning curve has to do with a greater recognition of after this long era of separate selfness, we could begin to see this separate self in a larger context in which we will always have access to it. The idea, you know, there's one thing I've noticed in the non-dual circles, the conversational circles, if you get online and see any of the chat rooms, you see people who've had a first non-dual experience who've got it, right? Uh, They've got it. They'll begin to use, they'll they'll talk about it and they'll begin to put I and me and mine in quotes. Uh It's a way of saying, it's a way of very awkwardly referring to that provisional nature and it's more like, hey, it's drop with this, drop the, in my mind, drop the quotation marks. Exactly. It's a navigational device. Yes. To re, once you realize that the I is not totally linked to this body or identify the body, you don't have to constantly apologize for saying I because I can be this boundless boundlessness. That's so and, but you will always. Yeah,
0: it's a navigational device that's really good, I like that because I've been thinking, so same thing like um, when it first came up for me, I was probably the first non-dual experience right, in this little story over here Uh, I had that feeling of like you know, um I wouldn't even say when I would go to explain it. I wouldn't even say me. I'd be like, "This had it." You know what I mean? There was the awareness <laughs> was that the awareness. This, this
1: awareness came. There was there came the recognition. <laughs> you become like
0: a non-dual lawyer, like exactly <laughs>
1: removing lawyer. any first-person pronouns, yeah. or personal, or, or plural, singular, or plural.
0: Yeah, and and, and so then I ha- I have my kids at the same time too, and I'm like, how am I gonna not condition my children to feel a sense of I or ego and stuff and I've come around to a place now where I'm like that's my job as a father like playing this role is to construct a healthy ego so they can survive so they can navigate through this you know what I mean like just telling just continually confusing them and saying, you don't exist and you are you know a a piece of a whole you know system and on and on and on um it'd be like not giving them a map to get through the forest, you know? Like, okay, good luck, head out there. And that, basically, the ego... I love you saying navigational device. It's like, just, hey, this is... These are the rules of the game. It's very Alan Watts. Like, this is... These are the rules of the game. These rules were made way before I came along or anyone... Or you came along. And here's the rules, but realize it's a game. And that's... You want some relief and some, like, take some of the, the weight off of it. It is a game. So... Be good, you know, do the best you can at playing the game. Play, the, enjoy it, be the best you can, the game being life, the game being navigating through this this dreaming, right? Uh, but if you can keep the recognition the whole time, it is all just a game. It, it, it'll it really travel lighter, <laughs> you know? It's, like, really critical. Whereas being stuck in it and believing it's all real, you, you just might lose your mind.
1: <laughs> well, and also, Paul Hederman talks about something... And let me just make a sort of meta note that his message is a combination of his deep experience in recovery. Yes and his deep experience with spirituality and non-duality. So he's, he's very rare in his ability to hold a conversation about those two reference points yes. and moving back and forth seamlessly in a way that if you've never been in recovery and don't have any need to be in recovery, you'll still resonate with what he's talking about. Because his larger point in his critique of AA, for example, Alcoholics Anonymous, is. Uh, the deepest addiction we have is to the idea that we are a separate independent long-lasting self or action figure But on that very point, I think a huge part of the brilliance of his message He describes how when he first discovered non-duality I believe he was living in Hawaii at the time And his girlfriend's going to work and she says you clean up the dishes He goes, yeah, yeah And she comes home and says you didn't clean up the dishes He says no Paul he says, there's no Paul here. There's no self. She said, well, then you get, to your, get your ass out of here. You clean up the dishes. So the, the beautiful part of that is his work in recovery uh, with people who say, well, I've had an, you know, they have not done their recovery work and they latch on to the non-dual, the we are all one. There's no self here anyway. And he says, no no, there is a self. You need to do all 12 steps. And if you want me to be your sponsor, you're going to do these 12 steps as if there is a self here. Mm -hmm. He doesn't quite put it this way, but as if the action figure is real. And his metaphor on that is um, if someone is right on the verge of going out and having a major drunk or returning to cocaine or turning to some kind of dissolute lifestyle, that could be very destructive. He said he doesn't reinforce their idea that there's no self going through this he says there's a fire here he gives them a pail of fire and the yeah. excuse me the pail of water that pail of fire <laughs> that, that would be that's a good non- that that's the that non-dual means. message you need more fire extinguish the self in the embers that was, that was of your fl- illusion that was a, fl- a Freudian slip that was very union <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> so if somebody is suffering at that level they are suffering yes. as a separate self exactly. and to tell them there's no self that's really going through this is is completely irresponsible so he says there's a, you hand them a pail of water yeah. now if they continue to have cry. this problem... Of showing up at fires. Showing, and he says, you know, there's a lot of fires that break out about around you. Have you noticed that? Just <laughs> right. begin to look at the coincidences here. Lots of fires. So on this time, I may not have a pale of light. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Yeah. So he's noticed that there are a lot of people who discover in their recovery period, they, they have these... It's not, not unusual when you're going through recovery no. to have a non-dual, to have a sense of the utter... Through all your use of drugs and alcohol and extreme states, you could very easily pop into a recognition that there's nobody ever here. Mm. The lights are never accept everything. I am actually everything. Well, that's a recipe for becoming a drunk Buddhist. Yes, A drunk Buddhist, meaning you know the truth of non-duality, and it doesn't really matter if you drink. So you go out and go out. Yes, it does matter if you drink. You've got a wife or a husband. You've got children. You've got a job. It does drink. And you're not who you think you are, too. They're both true.
0: Exactly. And I think that when the the action figure is in that state of extreme addic- addiction, and you're in those habitual patterns. Never are you more vulnerable to selfing coming in and claiming that. There's no self it, In using it for, you know, to do more of its bidding, to do more. You, you know what I mean, yeah. So yeah, definitely, there is a balance of finding yourself in a certain place in life, uh, in, within the dreaming, to where the the message can be entertained in a healthy way. For sure. I definitely see that. A lot came up for me as you were telling your sir, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah. There's all these... I see the algorithm going off. Boom! <laughs> that reminds me of that. That reminds me of that. One thing that I thought of was... Um, have you heard of... He's kind of a underground guy. John Verveke. He's a... John Verveke. I hope I'm saying his name right. He's a um, professor
1: of Toronto, I think. You know
0: Jordan Peterson? Yes. So he's colleagues with Jordan Peterson. And he's more... He's at the
1: same college now or went to college?
0: Well, they... they, they, they uh, taught at the same college. Was it University of Toronto? I think is where he Peterson was at
1: uh, was. Peterson was at Harvard for a period. I think he mm-hmm. was just a lecturer, or maybe That's he was a full professor. But now he's back up in Toronto. I don't know sure, if it's yeah. a state school or
0: so. So they're, I guess, you know, they're, they're colleagues basically. Okay, and he he's really interesting. If if, if you're into union. He's like, a, he's like a, almost like a Ken Wilber, like, theory of everything kind of guy. He really, I think that he, he has done Zen or Dzogchen. Yo- J- Zou- Zou- or Zen or maybe both for like 30 years or something like that. He's, 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 he's so he's like Jordan Peterson if he was more Eastern leaning. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Peterson kind of has a theory of everythingness to him too, you know, but I would say more through Western. It's you know, very, lines. very
1: clearly tilted toward the Western. Yeah. You know, because with you know integrating Freud and Jung, it would be a major yeah. place for uh, Peterson to hang out. I've never heard him say, "Now let's bring in the Buddha." Yeah. Let's bring in Anatta, <laughs> he, he's no been, self. He's
0: mentioned the Buddha a couple of times, but it's very much like a. Let's compare the Buddha story to like this Western story. I've often
1: found people who who have that awareness a little bit like Will Durant, the historian who wrote that twelve volume series of of uh, world history no, world philosophy, history of philosophy and his apprehension of of Buddha was uh, and Buddha represents the extinguishing of desire and when I first heard that I thought what does that even mean, the extinguishing of desire and it's a very Casual approach to Buddha yeah. to say that extinguishing of desire—it's—it's it's, there's truth to it, but it's yeah. a far more—it's a complex. simplification. It's of a, a very great simplification, and its, it's often yeah. people who are trying to give Buddha a place in their, uh-huh. in their Western centric model Ooh, yes. will say that Buddha represented the extinguishing of. Of, of desire but it, it but even that's not a place you want to hang out yeah. well what do you mean by that I mean, first of all one of the things I've recently discovered about Buddhism uh, is that in fact nothing was it's similar to Christianity nothing was written down in Buddhism mm, yeah. for 500 years yeah, exactly. so when people say the Buddha taught uh-huh. you just have to take that as apocryphal and accurate yeah. the Buddha didn't you know it, yeah what, what the Buddha taught is, is um, there's a vast body of stuff in Buddhism, so people say, Buddhism says, mm, yeah. I don't know that Buddhism says, uh-huh. but it's good little. enough for, it's good enough to have the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and the Buddha is is a metaphor.
1: It really problem. is, it's, it's a monolith, yeah. but he's not a, um, like, a you know, the, the 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 practices that are so, there are many practices that have fallen under mm-hmm. the umbrella of Buddhism mm-hmm. and worldviews, including... That which most interests me at this point, or which which got my attention and brought me to this conversation basically, is the Dzogchen yeah. uh, tradition, which essentially means the great perfection. Mm-hmm. And it is that school which to Buddhism is like Advaita is to the Vedanta or Hindu tradition, namely the completion. And namely it's the completion in the sense that look, folks, here's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Namely you can continue to be devotional toward the deities if you want you can have a guru if you want you can you can do the sutras and you can bow and the prostration, prostrations prostrations 100,000 times or you can pay attention to these basic clues mm. pointing out experiences yeah. for being an awake awake person yeah. it's the and you know the, the 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 tradition of Dzogchen, the pointing out experiences of the tibetans same with advaita were considered the culmination, at a time you would really have to travel to the Himalayas and you wouldn't even be given a conversation around those until you were considered prepared and the preparation was essentially sitting in the, you know, bringing water you know chopping wood and carrying water and being a a staff person very
0: more zen approach right of like just do it just yeah well the the difference
1: is zen would say you do that and that's also about awakening Mm -hmm. but the in the lineage traditions well you know zen is a lineage tradition too but there is a sense of we'll expose you to we'll introduce you at some point to the direct waking up experiences but you're not considered ready now because and because generally turns out to be because you really need to be in a personal assistant to the Rinpoche for another five years. Okay. <laughs> he needs to okay? need somebody to chop wood for his particular stove. <laughs> so where we're living now in the in this great period of global convergence yes. is those waking up or pointing out instructions of Advaita as well as Advaita Vedanta or Zokchen Buddhism are no longer accessible only by getting on a plane and going and finding they're here right now i
0: feel so lucky to live in the time we live right now i really do yeah yeah i didn't mean to steal no no it's absolutely
1: true it's and one of the in the radical uh non-dual view it's sort of like well don't you have to do you know years of meditation to stabilize your awareness and the response of these of this of those let's call it the direct path Yes. there's Zogchen, there's Advaita but they're both considered two traditions in what is broadly now being called the direct path or the direct uh, approach yep. versus the gradual mm-hmm. or progressive approach and the argument and it's, it's ultimately the distinction doesn't hold a lot of water but yeah, but it can um, be
0: helpful uh, to explore it I think even thing? if yeah ultimately it's kind of a whole lot of nothing but it can be helpful because it can show maybe um ways in your own mind that you're thinking it's gonna be right that that I'm gonna reach realization at some point down the road like as Paul would say it's gonna take it's gonna take a thousand lifetimes but keep working at it you'll get it so t- exploring the difference between that and maybe I already am awake now maybe you know that that exploring those two things can be helpful, I think. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, the, the and, and there is an argument to be... I mean, for example, when I was doing Vipassana meditation and doing retreats, uh, without really thinking through in the way that I have since, like, what exactly are my operating premises here um, around doing these retreats? And, uh, for example, there's a lot of talk in the contemporary Vipassana world about Uh, cultivating the factors of mindfulness, cultivating the factors of enlightenment, and qualities like diligence, and and even down to your posture, getting Mm -hmm. your posture just right, and so on and so on and so on. And those who came later uh, in the great culmination, the great perfection path, say their realization was the factors of enlightenment Came installed with the package. Mm. The factors of mindfulness don't have to be cultivated. Rest as awareness. You're not trying to find awareness. You're using a modicum of attention to find what is already (laughs) present if you will rest in that. And that metaphor in the Tibetan tradition rest as awareness. They don't say rest in awareness or even rest as if you are awareness. Rest as the awareness, Mm. the the nature your original nature which is who you are right now rest as that and then it is in a, in that place that a skilled teacher might say are you awake are you aware And you'll say, yes, that's one thing, as you know, Sam Harris will often say, the one thing we can't question, whatever consciousness is, is, that we are conscious is indubitable, even if it is artificial intelligence and this is just a simulation. So in that resting as awareness, a skilled teacher would say, are you aware? Are you awake? Are you aware right now? Mm -hmm. And minimally, as Paul says, if you're not two steps lower than a coconut, (laughs) you'll say, yeah, I'm aware. And he'll say, who's this I?" And and then he'll put his you know maybe his hands to his lips and say I don't want an answer. Yes. Sit with that. Who is I when you say I am aware? Who what, who or what is that I? Yes. And it is in that place that there can be a real direct awakening. You know one thing that th- those teachers will often say is you know yeah I, I can tell you you're awake already and you're always already awake and you can say oh good there's nothing to be done with that and you can just go on your way that will be called a shallow
0: mm-hmm.
1: awakening. Mm-hmm so there is something to be said for sitting when, when, a, when a teacher says who is the I that says I am awake don't answer that Ryan sit with it because the deeper you quote sit with it yeah. there's, you increase the likelihood that you'll have a direct apprehension of this there is no i in here. So, right now I'm pointing to me, yeah. just so the listener knows. Yeah. I'm pointing to me.
0: For most people, it's probably here. Like okay, yeah. The but, eyes, but I right? mean, just
1: yeah. over here in this direction yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. action field, or the, as Suzanne Siegel called it, the circuitry. Yeah, yeah. After she had her big awakening experience. <laughs> so, I'm pointing to me and saying, I'm here and you're there. Yeah. So, when you have Subject, the recognition object. that that is an absolutely arbitrary divide, <sighs> mm-hmm. that there may be just one thing happening, yes. and it's more than a shallow awareness of that, mm-hmm. that one thing happening is something that is recognizable because you're resting as the awareness that you already have never not been
0: that's it that's
1: it and then you know there's another there's an interesting tradition or a technique in that i'm going to share this with you in the in the technique it's a method uh, for people who have had that sense of anatta, no self, mm. an experience of that. A good Selfs teacher... That have
0: had the sense of no <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: well, a good teacher will say, okay, now, I want you to, having done that, uh-huh. sit here with me. I want you to remember the last time you were really embarrassed. I want you to remember the last mm. time you were really ashamed. Yeah. In other words, he's attempting to call forth yeah. those experiences of personal, to having yeah. taking it personally. You've just had an experience of no self. Yeah. Now identify with this self again, identify with this body, yes. the feelings are yours, the thoughts are yours. Yes. Now, n- n- notice how you feel. Now, once again, notice that you have thoughts but you're not those, now bring it back out again yes. to no yes. self. So, the oh. phrase I never heard described. Seeing that movement. The movement, yes. you know what I call it, and I don't know if I've invented this term and it's not even a fancy term, I call it psychic mobility. Na- namely, mobility. what we have as human Moving beings in
0: that space. Yeah, we have the, the ability.
1: Sometimes um, oh. saying, "I am Keith."
0: Psychic mobility, dude! Yeah. You're killing it. I love so, it. Because, That's going to become a part of my vernacular. Yeah, maybe and so. I got to say, as Keith says. Yeah, it's good. yeah. You're so
1: <laughs> quote me from him, because as um, it doesn't mean that we don't no longer have the, the way I've the way a, a teacher that I like named Jackson Peterson, who's doing a lot of original thinking right now in the post-Zogchen world. He's very kind of a radical around uh, look it's always already here he says think of it as a phantom limb once you've realized you're not that anymore yes. now, you're not just this body and this mo- body mind yeah that that's been a, a convention of self-description that has become normal and when you've had an experience that goes beyond that it's like it becomes a phantom limb you, you don't ever lose that place it's a little bit like your awareness that there's no santa claus Yes. There's no That's empty space. the metaphor space. that
0: came to me when I first had my first non-dual experience was okay. once, you, once you know there's no Santa Claus, you can't go back to believing there's a Santa Claus. And you <laughs>
1: also don't have an empty space called no Santa no, exactly. that you relate the to I for the <laughs> rest of your life. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> yes. you continue to celebrate that holiday in December, yeah. whether it's Christmas or yes. Hanukkah, and there's and still gifts given. Santa Claus. And, the, and your children probably hell. got introduced. My son got introduced to Santa yeah, Claus, yeah. and he's yeah. also come. So... The gifts, giving continues. It's just, it's no longer belief that anybody comes down the chimney. Yeah. But you don't have this empty space called, yes. oh, uh, of uh, the, the awareness or the, the, the presence of, of the absence of, <laughs> yes. as, a, well, so as a self, you know, that brings us around again to yes. Paul Hederman's well, idea. I, so, what you're
0: saying, I think, I thought made me think of Paul, the, the horse is in front of the cart, which is another freaking A plus metaphor. Yes, right? it is. And, and once you see, that the horse is in front of the cart. The horse has always been in front of the cart. It's never <laughs> not been in front of the cart. horse could never be in front of the cart. It only ever seemed that the cart was in front of the horse and you were so convinced the cart was in front of the horse that was only ever just a illusion. The horse and, and you can't you basically can't ever unsee that the horse is in front of the cart once it's truly been seen. You know, and that as you were saying that of like, you know, the bringing up the Santa Claus, bringing up the phantom limb. Like one, once you see that which is really directing this and you see it as not you or what you identify as you, then it's it's sort of, it is there. And and and, and you can't... This brings me back to John Verveke. That's perfect because I okay. never got to quite finish it. So John Verveke and his The Meaning Crisis, which I highly recommend, he talks about how um, we... C- we cannot lie to ourselves, right? And a lot of people go, Well, we can. But he says we can bullshit ourselves. So here's the here's the distinction. Isn't that cool? So I, I've I used to say, I don't know if I was the first person to say this either, but I'm a slave to my rationality, that once you so if you know if you know there's no Santa Claus, you can't make yourself then go back to believing that there's a Santa Claus that literally comes down the chimney and blah, blah, blah. Once you know that two plus two is four, you cannot force yourself to believe it's anything else but four, right? So that's saying that you can't lie to yourself. And we really, cognitively, can't. But we can bullshit ourselves, which is taking your interest and attention and and directing it in such a way to get the result that you really want. So the alcoholism would be a great example of... Okay, I can't lie to myself to, the, to I know that In the past, the last hundred times That I started drinking I ended up in a jail cell Or passed out on someone's lawn or whatever But I can bullshit myself Which is finding, and this is what I'm very much into cults, given my past And con artists and stuff, this is what con artists do We're conning ourselves By saying a truth Right, pick your truth um, I deserve this because I've been working Really hard and, uh, yes. You know, or um, uh, well, I've been good all this time. I, let me try and see if maybe I can only have one drink mm-hmm. this time. We're, we're we're bullshitting ourselves, right? And, and this
1: time it'll be different.
0: Yeah, and we're all doing this all day, with some substance. With some substance, with some with some uh, addiction, whether it's television, whether it's what it. Take your pick, right? And so, I love that distinction that he goes into of you can't lie to yourself, but you can bullshit yourself. And that's basically, like, what the mental state is kind of doing all day every day is bullshitting itself. We know it's not true, but there's just this sense of, like, really the, the, the body, um, the the chemical, you know, hormonal thing that is the body has its drives. It wants to eat. It wants safety. It wants to do as little work as possible. It wants to rest. And, and so those drives are going to continually be rationalized by... <laughs> you know, the bullshitting part of yourself to come in and be like, yeah, you know, we don't need to exercise today, or you deserve that cookie, or you whatever, right? And just once it, the only chance you really have is not to use that system to then somehow all of a sudden stop drinking, start eating right, start, but to see the system itself, see that activity as, oh, I'm bullshit. The mental state is bullshitting itself. It's trying to convince itself of something. That's the best hope you have, because once you see it for what it is, you see it as not you,
1: and you yeah. will not see it from the the level yes. of it.
0: Yeah, of being identified with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There,
1: it is. It is whether you want to use a vertical, yeah. you know, one step up. It is uh-huh. the larger or it's, se- it's se- 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 of it. concentric circles. Maybe yeah. being inside it, uh, mm-hmm. there has to be a larger circle, and the awareness has to expand. And as Paul has often pointed out, uh, that you can't use self to get out of self as a self. This is part, this is where I find the resonance between the recovery world and the spiritual world. The um, recognition where, where AA works and the recovery, the 12 step programs work and, and parallel program is by recognition, The recognition. Sometimes it is said, oh, alcoholism or addiction is a spiritual disease. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. And I think yeah. Paul doesn't either. No. He said, no, no, no. It's a mental disease. Yes. It's a spiritual solution. And it is only from the spiritual solution, which you can define as if the word spiritual causes some people, well, I don't I don't like the term spiritual because it's too much, much like religion. Then just call it the next orbit out beyond mind. Yes. Some ability, some perspective outside so that you're outside of self. Yeah. Uh, and that's why the genius of um, the, 12, the first three steps. Um, very often you know a power greater than self self you know that's yeah, a, know. a power greater than self meaning the self-centered self yes. that thinks it's an ego exactly. i agree with paul that one of the i wouldn't call it a drawback because it's a it's a great program but one of the um, things that doesn't get thought through enough in AA is when you realize you're not the self who is realizing that mm. namely uh, self-centeredness there is a place beyond self-centeredness and yet, the next step that people in recovery often go through is to say, okay, now create a list of my resentments. But <laughs> well, wait a minute. They were the resentments of that self. you developed of, self, of self-centeredness. of self Now you're going back yeah. and reclaiming it. So there is an invitation in the 12 steps, yeah. which Paul represents. This is, let me just say this. Oh, this okay. is what I think Paul's genius is, uh, of coming in and through the 12-step movement as continually holding ground for the awareness that... Why don't we take this all the way out, folks? Yes. Um, if, if it was yes. self-centeredness that got you into trouble, uh, don't use self-centeredness to claim responsibility for your harms. They were the harms of self-centeredness, and it is only because you're no longer in this. That you And what does it mean it. not to be in it? It yes. means maybe there is no action figure, or that's not who you are either. Exactly. But in truth, most people in recovery, and I say this with great respect, are simply trying not to drink. Yeah. They're not looking for an awareness program that takes them beyond the personal side. Yeah. and they—it's an—it's a via—it's a pathway to that.
0: And I think but you're it's not you're right to... that there is such a huge invitation in that. That's why I think so. I, I searched. I, I came to Paul after a couple of different non-dual teachers, right? I was very much into Muji. Um, the, uh, this guy, uh, who I actually met with, who I got a whole lot of insight out of, uh, Michael Rodriguez. Um, he's a smaller, he's friends with Adi Shanti, you know, like in that in that group. I really like Adi Shanti. Um, but when I came to Paul, this is going to sound maybe sort of surface or whatever, but I was like, this dude has been through some shit. <laughs> like, the action figure has has been to the brink, you know? <laughs> like, and, and to me, there's some sort of credibility in that of like, you know, okay, I get your, I'm not... Hating on Adi Shanti, but hey, yeah, I, you're you're a middle class Silicon Valley, right, <laughs> comfortable guy. You, you know? got to do
1: Zen in your dad's garage,
0: yeah, it, which you know, and of course, and, and that doesn't, again, just the way that that. The, the actions that Paul did don't actually affect the message that yeah. he did not actually affect the message but but for me from where I was at I go if this dude has been through what he's been through he's been to the brink of everything right and he's still here standing and he can still confidently give this message like oh god I again almost cried <laughs> at, at a talk uh, I think it was not Saturday but the one before when he's talking about his surgery and he and he said that that feeling came over him when he was sitting there and they're working on his leg and he goes no matter what I've been through it was all worth it for this for this moment and to me it's like,
1: I remember that I was at the same talk it was at Sausalito
0: yes he said he goes no matter what chaos I was through all the it was all worth it for this and and that you can have any anytime you can have it right now <laughs> All the crazy shit, no matter what you've been through, it was all worth it because right here I'm okay. I'm getting chills and, <laughs> yeah.
1: and as he often points out and has pointed out in numerous traditions it's just part and parcel of but you've got to realize it for yourself rather than read it in a book oh, which wow. is that it is never not okay yes. it yes. was never not so the coming home you never yeah. left home which yeah. is that quote Paul has been <laughs> yeah. That that. but that's oh you know, that sounds great you yeah. know you go on a path and you realize that you never left and it was always right here it's the Wizard of Oz it's you oh, know no, let's cue the violins Alice in Wonderland and Alice in Wonderland uh, the Wizard of Oz is a very good child's it version is. of it. We've been watching because, it a lot yeah, it's, yeah, it's such a great. Science and somebody once said it's a bastardized fairy tale. I said, "What are you talking about? Fairy tales are bastardized. They're yeah. told by the folk. Yeah, exactly. They're told out in the villages. Yeah, and before long, before Jung found out about them and found out that they were connected with archetypes, uh-huh. people live the archetypes. anyway, one... That's one, why it connect
0: all those all those stories connected so well? Because that one, it was told told by the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: They come from the people. They come yeah. from the Volk. Yes. The Volk." So did Hitler, by the way. I mean, he, he yeah, appealed exactly. to the Volk. Yeah, so the Volk is not anything to to do to, to casual folklore no, with. There no. there's, there are, there are dark. It's a tool that can be very <laughs> dangerous. In the collective, so can, in, yeah, the collective yeah, in the collective. Okay. Club, Hitler was a genius, and I don't want to go down the Hitler road here. But Hitler was a genius at working the collective energies of resentment. Oh, yeah. But there are the collective energies of transcendence and the okay, recognition. Cool. So yeah. that one quote that's from Zen, uh, one of the Zen paths. Going, going, going to the other shore, arriving at the other shore on having never left. It is that reckon going, 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 all the practices, all the meditation, all the rowing, the rowing, the sitting up late at the retreat, going to see another teacher. Uh, can I drive to San Jose to see so-and-so? What well, a great teacher, blah, blah, blah. All, the you know, all of the practices and all of the methods and all of the, uh, the uh, uh, self-denials and so forth. Um, going, 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 arriving at the other shore and, on never having left and realizing you never left. You were always, and it's just that, yeah. and the only response is speechlessness to exactly. that. Just, it's just, now we just sit for five minutes in total silence. And if
0: you look at it as an equation, the only way that the arriving could really bring the peace and the the recognition that it does would be if you had never left. If you'd never have, having
1: never left. Yes. And Paul talks a lot about it. This to me was a major connection point. When he says the... Act, the mental process, what he called the mental mental process, which is a term for mind, small mind. You know, the term mind is problematic and uh, all this stuff. It it's can small stand mind because there's big mind, and that's yeah. actually who you really are, and yeah. the small mind is who you really aren't. I, but this is probably not, pro-
0: not as skillful. But sometimes I say imagination in place of that. But there are connotations to that too. But oh, that you could say like the imagination of God. That's one I really like to. But then you're adding more and more connotations. But I, yeah, big mind. So so when he
1: calls it the mental process, he says the funny thing about the mental process, it wants to find being. It wants to look for being. It says it wants to be. It does not want to find being. It wants to look for being. Because here's the thing that I bear in mind when I find myself being agitated, stirred up, um, not at peace, um, incomplete, is that sense of... That the that, that that mental process is restlessness. It is restlessness. It claims to want to find being. It, if it finds being, it will. If, if you find being, if you if you get an ex, if you get an out, yeah, and you find yourself sitting in what you always are and what you have never not been, yeah, that. Thought process immediately comes in through selfing. It says, Ah, I found it, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But then it wants to go back to elaborate it further or yeah. search for something. It's got to be something more. It, it must. There must be something that more. Energy of there energy. must be something more. Yeah. It is It is restlessness. And in, in the AA world, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 steps, it is. Restlessness, irritation, and discontent. I know it's such a beautiful
0: way of saying. And you it. can
1: just you can stop that's drinking. to me. You can. It is that, Duka. Yeah, it is. That says
0: it in, in English as plain as possible. And
1: that's yeah. where this other refu- this other recovery plan called Refuge Recovery, which is uh, it's said, dot. I'm not here to dot uh, refuge to recovery dot com or dot org. I forget which. But it is a major alternative to the 12 steps for those who find the 12 steps too theistic, too Christian. uh, You find a higher power outside of yourself, and so forth. Many people turn to refuge recovery, not because they're particularly Buddhist, but because they're secular. They Mm -hmm. don't want that kind of language. And so the idea is that we have within ourselves the potential to be free of addiction. So in any case, yes, they start with the idea that I think... uh, 12 steps doesn't fully develop it's it's that alcoholism is the problem actually it's a deeper problem it's the human addictiveness it's the problem because it's alcohol drugs shopping sex work um You go on vacation to Hawaii after thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to Hawaii, and then you get to Hawaii, and you're thinking about all the stuff that you're having been doing at home. You're not enjoying Hawaii, and you didn't enjoy home. That's a (laughs) sign that it's not about Hawaii, and it's not about home. It's about your restlessness, your dukkha. That yeah. sense of unsatisfactoriness yes. is what the Buddhist fundamental
0: dissatisfaction. Just an sense of something yeah.
1: fundamentally unsatisfactory to the moment, which yes. is the first noble truth. Yes. There is there is a well. It's a second. There is suffering, and the source uh-huh. of suffering is, is, is um, that of wanting something to be other than the way it is. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> or wanting this to stay the way it is. Yes. Bingo.
0: Yes. Yes. Once time gets injected into the into the equation. Because the, the, we are here, we, we know that much, like going back to Sam, there's conscious awareness in this moment, you know, we're here. Um, the suffering comes when we say, I want it to be different than what it is, <laughs> or I want to stay like this, both injecting time into, you know, this moment, all that there is. Yeah, Yeah. there's, man, I just got to say, I really, I really do appreciate your extremes of consciousness. This been, it's been really good. Likewise. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, li- to listening back to this. I'm not saying this is the end. I'm just saying I, I, that popped up for me, and, and I'm like, man. And, and the other thing that has hit me is you have a, a good radio voice. <laughs> has anyone ever told you that? You uh, can, I have been told that. Yeah, you <laughs> I <have been> told, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually for the podcast. I'm
1: actually. I won't say my town, not that I have any, but I yeah. I call in talk radio shows a lot. It's one of my favorite yeah, things gotta, to do.
0: I, I can hear your voice on radio. And, I, have, and, I don't have a good radio what's, what's voice. I have, like, there? high pitch, you know. So that's why I really appreciate it. Oh, well, it. thank it's you. Well, and
1: I enjoy doing it. I enjoy calling in to talk radio yeah. because it's a it's a great practice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, talk radio thrives Whoa! on... Um, the topic of the day, or the topic of the hour, yeah, yeah. and very uh, for, for today, no doubt it will be Trump's most recent tweet over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. doesn't matter what that Trump is, or that tweet is, because it's going to be history by the time. But it's currently the time, so that's what's discussed today. And um, I just sort of listened to it for a few minutes, and I just call the number in San Francisco, KGO, mm. and I found that I can very easily get on. And I, and you know the interesting, I and I. Had a, this this came from a conversation with one of the hosts, and she said, Keith, before you begin, I want to say how good it is to hear from you again. And I said, well, thank you. She goes, you're a regular caller here, as you know. And I, when I see that you're on the board, I've come to expect that, even though I may disagree with you, that you will uh, be respectful and you'll put your view out. And, uh, and I said, well, thank you, Pat, that's the host's name. I don't know why I'm saying it. Except it's it's a practice for me because I'll often call. I'll often sit there and say, "Okay, I've got an opinion, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna." And I and I and I you don't know, kind I of do give into know, it. Yeah. Like I don't call from a an adversarial standpoint. I call to say, "How could I clarify this conversation a little bit? Um, what could I add that might clarify?" A lot
0: more helpful than just yeah, truly in. yeah, just yeah. yeah,
1: because the the confirmation bias is so oh, prevalent now. Uh, here's oh, my God. belief. Here's how I here's my view of the way things are, and I'm going to confirm it by the following evidence. Well, guess what? I've just selected very carefully for the evidence yeah. so that it fits the preconceived notion.
0: Everyone, the way that I say it is, everyone's lawyers for an ideology now. Everyone, the, like, there is an ideology. I really like, it's actually a Jordan Peterson thing, is that you don't have ideas, ideas have you. It's really,
1: most often the case.
0: Really, yeah, and you, you start hearing, and you can almost, like, see the... The like AI algorithm of two people arguing when you got the extreme, you know, right and the extreme left, and you just go, okay, now they're gonna respond like this, and then they're gonna respond like that, because it's not them. They are the mouthpieces for an ideology, and it's so clear, and that's why when you when you come across those people, who you're like, oh, maybe at least maybe if there is an ideology, there's a there's a diversity of ideologies, and you see that, you know, that maybe they're able to see us like a, you know, like an intellectual dark web, if you hear a. Uh, uh uh Sam Harris or or Jordan Peterson there is an ideology there there is a certain but but it's it seems much deeper and and maybe more
1: like I said, just a diversity Well, of, let me say that. Let's, let's shift from uh, Paul Hederman to, to Sam Harris. My other favorite One guy. thing I've come to really value with Sam Harris, and I think it's probably due to his long-term contemplative practice. I think it absolutely Where you just is. learn to sit and notice the rising of that. Yes. You know, the breath, the thought, the feeling, and come back to the moment, and come back to the moment, come back to just sitting here. Yeah. Uh, Shikantaza, as they say in Zen, just sitting. Joe, just Joe, Joe, sitting. Joe
0: Rogan calls him an intellectual black belt. Which I really like Black belt a, An intellectual black belt Sam Harris That he that he has That the he, He's a master at it He can sit in it He doesn't panic Right The way that maybe A newer lower belt Starts freaking out And starts right. expending energy He just stays in, in his pocket And just you know so
1: he would actually be a great I mean he's, he's got his well he is a because he'd be a great talk radio host but he is oh, absolutely, one yeah. he's a podcaster yeah,
0: that's, that's the modern that's radio, his yeah.
1: uh, it's it's the extension and broadening of the of the broadcast medium yep. the AM talk radio and but Sam Harris one thing I really like is he he will make clear in any given conversation for example, one that I really find him useful on, he'll say, look, I am a liberal. I am on the left on the following issues. I am reliably a progressive, if you would define it as the following. I think there should be tighter restrictions on guns. I think the rich ought to be paying higher taxes. I think that's, uh, and he goes down the line. doesn't leave Global warming is happening, and it appears that humans play a significant role, he'll say. Then he'll say, and then I find, however, on my side progressives who are clamping down on freedom of speech, who are clamping down on freedom of expression, who are prohibiting freedom of assembly. And I say, guys, what's going on? So then people say, oh, you've had to turn to the right. No, no. I'm not on the right. And so he's basically what he's doing there, is saying, look, I'm on the left, predictably, on many issues. Yeah. And when I criticize my own side, doesn't mean I've gone to the right. He said, there's the left-right binary thing. Yes. And what I'm You're doing, he, don't say this. he won't say this, but he'll say, let's just draw a circle around that left-right binary, make that the subject. I don't go to the right when I criticize my own side on the left. And there are people on the right who are that way, too. They'll say, look, I'm on the right on the following. Mm-hmm. I lower taxes, smaller government, yeah. individual responsibility, mm-hmm. get over collective guilt, etc. And they're also willing to criticize their own side. I would when it,
0: say like Ben Shapiro is maybe an example of that on the right side. Yeah. I haven't listened to a whole lot of him, but he has a very much, like, he, 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 in the Sam Harris way, is like, this is how I feel about this. This is how I feel about that. And I know the majority of people on the right maybe feel this way. I disagree. Yes. You know? and, and that's really so refreshing to hear. Well, he gave a good
1: example of that just the other day. He, uh, and was criticized on the right, which I, which, you know, here's what they say about the, Sam <laughs> So here's what he did. There was just this White House summit on social media. Yes, and about the fact that you know it appears, Facebook, yeah. politely speaking, that both yeah. faith, Facebook and Twitter and uh, YouTube and Google have all been doing some, uh, you know, edit censoring. Yeah. Okay, they're yeah. they're, they're deplatforming, demonetizing people, mm-hmm. and they claim it's just the algorithm. Well, it's a little it's a little suspicious, but in any case, so Trump has a summit. Social media summit, and he invites a lot of really good people. I track that field pretty carefully. I'm a free, I'm pretty much of a free speech absolutist, with yeah, some exceptions. Too.
0: Yeah, me too. Almost
1: I'm so it just very come down. Far on the side I'm pretty much of on the side be of, of to say all. The, the, best, yeah. the best antidote to bad speech is more speech, uh, yes. not canceling the guy who just said that. Shame right. him, yes, the, speak out against him, and let but the fools do not use themselves. tear gas, do yeah. not no, use yeah. mustard gas, and do not club. Yeah as a guy in Portland, and in Andy Ngo, Nio- oh, was just I beaten know. up. So anyway, the, Trump had a pretty mixed crowd there. He brought some people who were over on the conspiracy theory side of stuff. And so Ben Shapiro, on his Friday show, said it was great. Yeah, great to see this summit, social media. He yeah, had that kind of high yeah. <laughs> nasal voice of him. Yeah. I'm great to see this social media summit, but I want to know what the White House is having uh, known conspiracy theorists. And representing them as conservatives. They're, anyway, basically, I won't do his voice much more, yeah, but he yeah. says, you know, they're not conservative. They're, they're, they're not anyone, if you're a conservative, they're not anyone you should be a proud associate yeah. with. I won't even name who he named. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was simply saying, as a conservative, I don't want to traffic with some of these people. So again, it's that same. Instead
0: of being tribal, as far as. Instead all these of being people, tribal. All these people are on my team, so I have to defend them to the end. Getting back to the ideology. I'm a lawyer for this ideology, which is the right. That, he, you know, what a, you know. There's a lot of ambiguity there. Like, yes. What well, is the right? That instead of like, no, this is how I feel. And if you happen to, you know, say that you're on my tribe, I'm gonna say, well, then I'm not in re- your tribe. I'm not in your tribe, exactly. And yeah, it's and that whole class. That's so helpful. More people would do that instead of be committed to. I know there's an instinct, there's a biological instinct to like. I do. I need to have people that I can ban with so that I can stay safe. You know, that's like going back to, like, tribalism. If you're kicked yeah. out of the tribe, that means death. Oh. That's why public shaming is so, like, you know, it can completely destroy you. Is it, it, because will, you're like, it will be then. You'll be eaten like, by animals because yeah. no
1: one's going to save you.
0: Exactly. And so us have, bringing this into, you know, modern day, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, you eat a piece of chocolate... And you go, oh, man, I'm going to just keep eating chocolate all the time because it tastes great. It was harder for you to find anything sweet back when you were, you know, in the tribal life. Now we're safe. It's okay to have your own opinion. You don't need to completely defend and prescribe to a tribe, you know. And it's just, I think we're slowly waking up from that.
1: Well, and another, speaking of sources we could recommend, I, I... Haven't actually read the book myself, but I've certainly read lots of excerpts, and I love both authors. The Coddling of the American Mind, oh,
0: yes, yes, uh, by Jonathan Haidt
1: and uh, Greg Lubyansky or some such similar oh, last so name. Good. It Especially is so important. Especially if you important.
0: have kids, if you have preteen to teenager kids, read the freaking book. The because of the what Mind.
1: we've got going on now—well, I don't want to get too much into okay. a side thing—but we've got people on college students on college campuses who've been so wonderfully protected and well helicopter parented. Yeah so that disputes that would have taken place on the playground in a previous, and they would have been allowed to resolve themselves. No, not in beatings, but in maybe some uncomfortable negotiations yeah, about... Like human interaction. Human that interactions. You learn to negotiate and set the boundaries. Years, yeah. And what's happening is the the uh, assistant principal and the recess monitor come in and put both in the office, and they make have a, a negotiation agreement and a stand-down agreement. In any case, so people, young people have come to... This is the first generation that's come to college campuses without really exposure to alternative viewpoints because mom and dad stepped in all the time to make sure that you stayed with your own tribe so to me the larger issue here beyond just the college campuses although that's one place it's acting out with the safe spaces and trigger warnings is um, The larger issue is the human brain hasn't changed much for 100,000 years. So what do we have in the last 20 years alone is this experiment in social media that does nothing but exacerbate tribalism as if we had somehow transcended it no we yeah. had all it does i remember when the the internet the promise was the great global community is here all viewpoints will be represented spaceship everyone, earth has a communications medium now, and everyone will understand each other yes yeah. because of the shirts yeah. ex- well
0: no. i don't know where i heard it but they say we have ancient um hardware with modern with with you modern know, software. Modern software and cultural software, too. Technological software would really be a better way to say it.
1: And, yeah. and one of the great ironies is the very movement, particularly on, on the left with progressives, that would say, you know, the bumper stickers, we would see celebrate diversity. Yeah. Multiculturalism is good. Well, essentially what they're saying is, we've had a very short intensive course yes, yeah. in, in diversity of, of and multiculturalism. Yeah, yeah. We have brought people together who have not normally been together in close and face country. to face, yeah. nose to yeah. nose, and we're wondering why there are disputes, there are border skirmishes breaking out. That's why I think it's it's interesting. One of the shifted the politics of uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I like to say that to show that I can say it. Buttigieg. That's pretty good. You know, is we'll his being Pete. <laughs> <laughs> is his being gay going to be a You know, is it going to be a factor? And what's interesting, the polls so far seem to indicate that among Democrats are saying, it's not a factor for me. But then they say, but I believe it's going to be a factor for others. And it doesn't take a great analyst of polls to say that is a displacement going on. And it means that, I, I would guess, I don't want to shift into Paul, But Just from a, wearing a pundit hat, having no dog in yeah. any of the presidential stuff right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but just being a pundit, I would say, unless I'm misreading, I think where we are with uh, the Buttigieg, Buttigieg will be a, a frontier figure. He'll be, he's the first presidential candidate who happens to be gay, but Op- openly gay. Yeah. But it, openly gay. Uh, it will, he will not be successful, yeah. but he will advance the conversation. Yeah, he will advance the conversation.
0: Then, yeah, when, when you look back over the great arc of history that's normally what it is There's and like in my
1: thing. view the conversation around same-sex stuff has advanced pretty much this far even among many who continue who might continue to say they're morally opposed but they you know they, they love respect. the sinner yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. they they hate the sin yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, let's say christians and others who might be morally opposed would also have to say that they've got a nephew
0: of course. or a niece Everyone does. or a neighbor yes. so they that they've come friend. to live and
1: let live and yeah. while they themselves would never maybe might not yeah. go to a gay marriage or yeah. a same-sex marriage maybe they would but they would still maybe hold on to that place in them that says well I don't support this but that's my nephew and I'm mm-hmm. going to give him a gift for his wedding present or yeah. give her my my lesbian niece so I think that's where we are right it's now a, I think there's a libertarian a, acceptance absolutely. of same sex yeah. and for many there is no other issue yeah and for some uh, um, around maybe the cultural conservatives there is so what I think probably is going to happen with Buttigieg even though he's brilliant on many things and he speaks eight languages and he looks like a, an ad for Mr. and Mrs. You know, he and his husband look like a conventional mainstream America I'm guessing that uh, that issue is probably a negative yeah for him. I, know.
0: I know, which sucks. The same but that, it is where it, it is where it is. In the you same know, sense
1: that for Barack, you know, Barack Obama exactly. was a breakthrough on race. That yeah. until there was Barack Obama, I, I didn't think the country was ready, frankly.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I I think I said this before. Maybe it was even on a podcast I recorded back years ago. Um, that if you go back to 1999 yourself in 1999, 20 years ago, right? And you say, over the next 20 years, we're going to have a black president. Uh, Donald Trump's going to be president. (laughs) Uh, Weed's going to be legal in many, many states. Like, you're going to be able to go to the store and buy it. Uh, People are going to be able – same-sex couples are going to be able to marry – Ever. you really probably wouldn't believe on any of those fronts, right? So there there are things where you're like, well, for sure, you know, there's some things – the great examples like flying cars in the 80s. We thought we'd have flying cars by now, right? So there's some things that we missed the mark on, but we underestimate – culture and a lot of things, you know what I mean? We do. And, and so you never know what that quantum leap, where it's going to come from, where everyone's so convinced, you know, same-sex, I mean, people, I don't even know the timeline, but I think we were, as a culture, the story in like 2006 was like same-sex marriage maybe in 30 years. And then it was like three years or something like that. It was like 2010, somewhere around there. But yeah, you know, so there are quantum leaps that happen. And you just never quite know when that's going to come along. Do you know what's the
1: funny thing about the phrase? This reminds me of the phrase quantum leap was pointed out by some social observer. Uh, He said, actually, the the metaphor quantum leap is a fun fun one because it implies the big leap that We don't expect a big quantum leap. Yeah. He says, "You know, actually, in quantum mechanics, a quantum leap is a very small, oh, okay. very say. small." So it's, <laughs> I don't know exactly how you use the phrase "quantum leap," yeah. but his point was, it is not a sudden and unexpected large uh, leap. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but the point is, yes, quantum leap does refer to these large leaps that couldn't That's be predicted. Yeah,
0: in my mind, I've no, but no, but it's a, me- it's a good metaphor. I've always metaphor. thought of quantum leap as like you're here, yeah. and then all of a sudden all you're there. The <laughs> <Are we> there? <laughs> you're on the complete other side. That you never and
1: there imagine. are many factors that bear into it. I mean, I. When when Barack Obama announced his candidacy against Hillary Clinton, two thousand eight, I said, "Not a chance." He's probably positioning himself to get some attention so that two thousand twelve or two thousand sixteen.
0: People thought that probably. Yeah. Yes,
1: and do you know one of the main factors that turned out to be to his benefit? He essentially offered um, Shelby Steele, another scholar that I would recommend, is an African American conservative at the Hoover Institute. Veteran of the civil rights movement, but came out of it with a strong commitment to Martin Luther King's emphasis on individual character and individuality and getting away from groupthink, including the groupthink of what he saw as the civil rights movement. And Shelby Steele has pointed out that that Obama was a a personality type, a master negotiator. And as a negotiator, particularly because he's half black and half white, He was the first African-American who could come to America and say, Look, my mother's white. Didn't say it quite this way. But according to Steele, he basically said, Look, you, white America, have been harangued for a long time by the Jesse Jacksons and the Al Sharptons. You're tired of being made to feel guilty. I get that. Guess what? I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I'm not going (laughs) to play the race card. And white America, again, this is a very capsulized account (laughs) on the part of Shelby Steele. Yeah, yeah in white America, Looking says Chevy Steele said, say what? You're basically saying we yeah. get a pass? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to hold me guilty for my grandfather? Which exactly is that way it should not be held. Yeah. You, should, you are not guilty for your it's grandfather. Or negotiator. including your great-great-grandfather who may have been a slaveholder. You have no... Yeah. This is what... And, and so, he, yeah, he used Obama said yes. Yeah, he he said yes, chips, I am but, saying that. Yeah. And so a lot of moderate and even conservatives, well, I'm going to vote for Obama because I actually, remember, it also then played into what he called white guilt. He says course, you so. get to feel an absolution, oh, yeah. and when someone like Obama was willing to offer you absolution,
0: all you got to do is write Barack Obama or check and, his name, and you're good. And no, i not free. racist. So, so, so,
1: so, you haven't heard a racist thing from my mouth ever. Well, and I'm not going to take. So I'm, I'm home. An absolution. And so, absolution. Uh, Shelby Steele is a. It was a very wise yeah. and that psychological analysis of what was going on. So. It, so my point was, well then, yeah, we couldn't have expected Obama because we would have thought a black candidate would have been far more controversial around the race issue. Exactly. But in fact, it was a relatively small issue. Sure, there were white supremacists who said, yeah. Bla, blah, 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 we don't, we don't want, want to lay them in the White House. But in fact, Obama's uh, the, 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 the greater concerns about Obama among conservatives... Were his leftism, yeah. uh, his Marxism, mm-hmm. his communist mentor, whatever his name was, and so not so much he was black. Yeah. And I think That's it probably right. was because he had that white mother, and um, in our back, in our knowledge, he, he looks very black, but we knew that he yeah. he was not here to fight those battles. He yeah. was more of a world centric. Figure Mm -hmm. rather than a sociocentric. He said, Look, I'm not going to lie. And the analogy is good. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are racial provocateurs, Mm -hmm. just as David Duke is on the other side. Exactly. So, and Obama, of course, he hung out with Jesse Jackson and he hung out with Al Sharpton, but he basically introduced himself I'm not in that tribe. I'm in a let's try to bring stuff together tribe, mm-hmm. and I still want more government activity than you conservatives do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, let's fight it on that basis. But yeah. let's not, in other words, he was able to neutralize the racial issue alone. I don't think you will probably be successful with that.
0: Yeah, and, and there's a whole it's a whole different dynamic of our history with race in this country. That that's right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a different, uh, if we're in a poker game, Barack Obama playing different chips, than then... That's than exactly right. Have, there you know, is a man.
1: historic... I mean, our yeah. founding documents yeah. uh, had some bad... Uh, <laughs> that took a lot of revision. Thank God we have a system okay. that has constitutional amendments. Exactly. That the Constitution can still be sacrosanct because you can amend it. Yeah. And therefore, it still is sacred. A sacred they didn't have document. it all
0: figured out in 1776.
1: Yeah, and even, yeah. even the great... Je- I, I'm, I'm of the mind that Jefferson, nothing he wrote or said should be marginalized based on the fact that he didn't live up to it don't we all fall short of what we can, of course, yeah. we can, uh, that we can, and, and, and if so we could only write what we actually have like done in that our, life, read,
0: and the our life, we hold we, these we, truths
1: to <laughs> be self-evident most of the time, except on Tuesday and Wednesday. And, uh, all men are created equal except my slaves who are actually my property. Yeah. Um, no, he was, um, yeah, the, the genius of, of that recognition, That's you, you, a, can, yeah. you can espouse universal truths. And, it's, and, and many in in a sense this brings us around to the beginning you can have a recognition of non duality you can have a recognition of the oneness the suchness the unspeakable unity of all existence with all its moving parts right now i see cars going up the street and i'm waving my right arm and left arm. there's a lot of movement yeah. and it may be all one thing right, right, and right. an hour from now i may be driving home and i'll be angry at the driver in yeah, front of me yeah. and i'll be totally identified with <laughs> keith again this body my right to get out of this lane right now and i'll move between those two yes between
0: yeah. and, and some that is like a little spiritual practice in itself is to see it from all the different angles and at the moment, be lucid of within the dreaming of like, oh, look at that. I was identified as the dreamt. I was identified as the dream character in that room. You know what I'm saying? So yesterday, it's funny you bring up uh, yelling at drivers. Uh, two days ago, I was really high, and I was leaving Costco. And I'm pushing my cart, and I was just feeling good. Just had my headphones in, listen to music, pushing my cart. And I'm there's a little two-lane place. So I'm as far over to the right as I can be, basically, pushing my cart. And... A guy comes up in like an SUV and he speeds up and goes around me and he had his family in the car with him and he yells out the window, "Uh, get out of the way, right, as he's driving by. And it hit me, this is a stoner thought, but I think you're going to hang with me on this, I go, get out of the way. He didn't say get out of my way. He said get out of
1: the. No way. His whole there's one way. That
0: self-centeredness.
1: His whole world is it, the it, way. It, you're like, in the way. You're, you're in, in the way. way. There's only one way. You're in it, and you're, which is defined by you're preventing me from getting to where I need to go.
0: And I was thinking, yeah. And it hit me as like, like, oh, everyone is is living in that. And so he he then stopped at the stop sign, and I was pushing, and he was in my way seemingly. I looked at him in the eyes and I just started laughing and he looked kind of pissed but I, it was a complete stoner thought of like the I was in the way. It's very like almost Zen too, right? You know, another Zen story I remember is um, two Zen, I think a master and a student are walking and a bunch of uh, geese fly by in a really beautiful formation and they fly and they fly and they disappear. And the student goes to the master. He goes, Oh man, the uh, the geese Left They went away And the master Hits him on the head With a stick And he goes Where could they Have left to (laughs) Similar Of like Yes Where could they Have left to Yeah They're gone They were here And now they're gone They're here And they're gone (laughs) Right (poof) Yes Stick So that's very Those little hints Of like of um, seeing the self-identification, the self-centeredness. Like, w- we like to tell ourselves a story that I'm not self-centered. I do things for other people. But a lot of the times we're doing things for other people as that self-centeredness. Yes. As identified as that. You know what I mean? I'm a father, and I cook for my kids, and I go to work for them, and I drive through traffic. So, so see, I'm not selfish because I do all those things for them. But... That energy is for coming from a place of self-centeredness,
1: and they—they right? they weren't self-centered when they were just the doing.
0: Yeah, picking it up the, the kid it was a course. verb. Yeah,
1: and then I picked up the it was kids, the claim. and then I yeah. was moved to. And I'm always the one. I've always been here from the beginning. There's an I, which is this body, yes. and it's that inevitable blue. Wow. And there's freedom in that of like, you can you can. This is very Buddhist.
0: You can you can show up and you can sweat and uh, and work hard on fixing the fence that fell over and it's in the hot sun and you're sweating and and you can tell yourself a story that entire time of this is messed up i shouldn't have to do this and this and you can suffer through it or it you can just do it it just happens and then it's over and you go oh it's the same event it's it's very full right but it's what is the meaning i'm putting into it you know, we and, give everything all the meaning all the it has at every
1: minute from the Course in Miracles yeah, and it, that we give everything all the meaning it has every day
0: and that is like the most beautiful description of what you are you, you are the activity of giving everything all the meaning it has there's another way of saying you're the dreaming of the dream so this, this podcast the name for it is Dream Talking
1: terrific <laughs> is that cool terrific
0: yeah. uh, it kind of doesn't I like it doesn't quite make sense enough it's like just it's pointing. It's throwing it over the head. Throwing it over the head. <laughs> you know?
1: Throwing it over Dream the head. Dream
0: talking. that I'm downloading this and listening to it at a different exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: don't know what that's about, but I'm going to download it and listen yeah. to it. Yeah. I don't know what these guys were talking about, but they seem to know each other pretty well. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking
0: about, you're good. You're ahead of the game. It's not being claimed. Yeah.
1: Hey, yeah. One more thought on that that phrase I use, like psychic mobility, which came to me. I, I was I reminded I recently of a... Um, of, it's, it's funny it's funny how the mind works I mean it's, a, it's a, such a cliche yeah. but you will remember something from 20 or 30 years ago as if it's just and I remember uh, this teacher that I referred to at the beginning sort of a mentor in my 20s he, he introduced a small group as to one, of, one line from one of the Upanishads it might have been the Mundaka Upanishad if there is one but the line goes like this and thus goes the enlightened one moving up and down the ladders of the world tasting fruit at every level crying oh wonderful oh wonderful oh wonderful so what what did what did i just say the enlightened one the awakened one goes up and down the ladders of the world to me that would be sometimes you're a personal self a separate independent short-tempered easy irritated um, this is my get off my yard and you're very convinced of the fact that you're that. Vi- and it's just de facto <laughs> every conditioning I've had reinforces that in this moment with the traffic problem yes. okay up and down the ladders of the world okay the next step would be a little bit of release from that greater release and well my family is who I am mm-hmm. anyway all the way Roper, to the radically yeah. non-dual awareness which of course is the way it always is anyway yeah. up and down the ladders of the world tasting food at every level so you can yeah. you can have a sandwich as a as an action figure. Uh-huh. You can have a bite to eat, so thank to speak. Thank God you can. Yes, yeah. thank God you can, or we, we would not survive. Having yeah, that sandwich as a non-dual. But there will be food at every level. So as the, yeah. in the individual self level, there'll be food of, you know, pay unto Caesar, that which is Caesar's, you can do yeah. it in Rome. And things that you the know.
0: individual self needs. Yes, as you go to the
1: DMV. Activity. and you, I went to the DMV last week, and I had forgotten to renew my license. Fortunately, I had an experience of unbelievable rapture. Uh, I get in there, and I, she says, what are you here for? I went in without an appointment. Oh, thank God. And I said, and then, I'm here to renew my license. She goes, and it wasn't very busy, but I still thought, mm-hmm. I'm glad I brought my iPhone because I'm going to be here for an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, uh, A35. And as soon as she handed me the slip, it said A35. <laughs> the announcer A35, uh, I don't know uh, it's at a number mir- 10.
0: It's a DMV miracle.
1: <laughs> DMV miracle. I paid it in five minutes. Yeah. And the point is, I had a slight fine. Uh I didn't tell her that I think I'm exempt from the fine because I'm actually the whole universe. (laughs) I'm
0: the center of the universe. I'm
1: the center, which is true. So is she. I didn't try that because in her view, the DMV says, you're the guy on the license. Keith, with this birth date and this height and this weight and so on and so forth. So up and down the ladders of the world, eating food at every level. So that meant that food was a trans- transaction at the individual self level. Yeah. And other levels, archetypal level, the Jungian level, you can eat food at that level, you talk Jungian. You can, you can uh, have food at the Freudian level, mm-hmm. the sociological level. Uh, having food at every level crying, oh wonderful, oh wonderful. In other words, whatever level of being is an expression of the suchness the None of it is not you. allness. None of it is not me. That's yeah. the other side of neti neti. Exactly. This is not me. This is not. Yeah. you This is not me. See, but from the it. radically, <laughs> it's your It's everything. Yeah. Um, it is you. Yeah. There's nothing that's not you. Not you. Which is yeah. why the affirmation, the affirmative, and the negating really reinforce each other. They
0: really do. You need
1: both. Because for even yeah. Ramana Maharshi, he will say. Who asks that question? Who has that feeling? Who brings that here? Go ask that. Yeah. Ask that. Ned, you're not that. You're but then what are you? You're the self. Yeah. He will affirm yeah. that you are on you are nothing but the self. That's say, affirmation. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was gonna say you could you could go netty netty to the extreme and I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. But there is a subtle implying that something is saying it's not that. Something is recognizing it's not that. So really you do actually need to eventually loop back around on itself and go, oh, what is it that, that knows and sees that I'm none of these things?
1: And, and that is yeah. the, the Brahman, the, yes. the infinite, absolute oneness yeah. which is, in which all of this is dancing, but you are not to be identified but sure, allow the dance to the lila, yeah, the play, the, lila. the play of forms. Yeah, this exactly. is what Ramana Maharshi would say. So anyway. I, I
0: think Adi Ashanti has a book called, never read it, but the title's kind of says it all, uh, Dancing in Emptiness it's a real nice little paradox of or maybe the yeah dancing the dance of emptiness I think is what it is and that really like if you cling too hard to one or the other you're you're objectifying it you're making emptiness an object like there's nothing going on okay well sort sure of seem like something's going on right where you can be completely identified with what's going on I am Nick sitting here I this came table.
1: across a Let's... passage the other day I forget one of the Zen, someone either in the Tibetan or the Zen tradition said um Cling not even to emptiness mm. For even the appearances Will take care of themselves And oh, I, I so pondered yes. that for a while So what's being said here And then I read some commentary About what was probably being said And my, my sense of it was What other people had thought as well Namely that it's tempting When you when you have an experience Of the emptiness of thing That after being identified Oh it's this way or, 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 or With some form or another yeah. And you recognize Some intrinsic emptiness That it's not the, it, the meaning is what we give to it Exactly Um it can be a way when you cling on cling to emptiness it can be a way of saying therefore all these forms are not as troublesome anymore Mm. these events in life because everything's really empty and the dodge he was pointing to says cling not even Even. to emptiness now he was implying okay you've let go of your attachment to forms Mm -hmm. good now cling not even to emptiness especially as a way to keep the appearances that you were trying not to cling to keeping them at bay because you will see if you stop clinging to emptiness even the appearances are just arising as it is they're happenings they're yeah. just as it is they are not even the problems you're trying to get away from by holding on to emptiness yeah. and holding on to emptiness can take so many forms i went through a phase of it in my early sort of buddhist identification month where i found that you you know you become the witness you observe your breath and mm-hmm. then when you're Uh, you find a thought taking you away, you learn to observe it and not get caught in it and come back to your breathing. And there's a so there's a kind of recognition of a kind of witnessing yes but you become the witness yes you can easily become the witness and you have this Apollonian distance from everything and you go along with your hands folded near your navel in life and say I'm not attached to this outcome I'm not attached to that outcome and people kind of notice that you're suddenly deadened up you've become dead and you kind of notice it too and attachment doesn't mean you're not just you, you dance, you stop dancing yeah so the witnessing, yeah, I called it my internal medit- my meditation project manager, my witnessing. Be- I learned to do meditation, <laughs> meditation. And my internalized Mediter. meditation project manager, yeah. and that's why I became drawn eventually to move beyond the insight meditation path and to the idea of resting as awareness is what you already are, yeah, really. and you can allow whatever. Even like we notice the different. There's a subtle difference in that kind of practice. In the Tibetan and the Zogchen and Advaita, you're sitting there. Your, your prior practice would be stick with your breathing, notice the rising and falling, be present. In your when a thought carries you away, notice it, but bring it back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I came to realize I kind of was sending out lots of posse's yeah. to recollect, to bring back the thoughts. Ah, that thought got away. Bring it back to the moment. Yeah. So the the um, direct so path I approach, Sam's version of that. When when when
0: recognize the thought and then he says he says a couple of different things but one is look into the nature of the thought right or um he says i do it every day and i still can't remember how he says it uh he he goes um notice
1: what seeing it how it may change by becoming just seeing it
0: notice when you see it how does that how does that affect it Right, or or he'll say, "Watch the thought disappear." Is another way of like, like, oh, I don't have to do anything with it. Like, if you actually, the mental state is so uh, subtle and yes. like, and like um, wispy that sometimes just the interest and attention going on the thought it just vanishes. <laughs> that it's there's some sort of this weird like it's the it's the un see quote unconsciousness of it which is perpetuating
1: it yes and as soon as you just running to... a track it's yeah. running on a track over here to the right yeah. yeah you'll be driving along I'll be driving along all day you know all day I'll be on a long drive or a yeah, short yeah. drive yeah. and all uh, this you know something gee, there's kind of you're irritated about something today and meanwhile I know, my god there's like a laugh track but it's not a laugh track it's a it's a track running parallel yes. uh, it's who I'm just irritated about this day and as soon as I bring the draw the circle to include the irritation, it it, evaporates, and, and yes. there is actually a term yes. for that in the Tibetan practices. One, of, the self liberation of thought. When you bring it, it it, mm. it is the self
0: liberation of thought. Self liberation of a, a thought, yes. which is
1: that it is it is the daydreaming that we're not aware of. It's secondary. Love. It's It's the second level. They talk about it. Second level. When there's a second level consciousness current. A current, undercurrent, Undercurrent. Um, that's the daydream that's, and when you, when you expand to let that be there, it in fact will, because it's empty, see it is empty, it's It's not what you thought it was, but it's only when you allow it off to the side, like oh I'm really mad at that guy at that grocery store who talked to me there, and when you bring that in, you bring it in, draw the circle to include that, it's like, yeah you were angry and now it's like, so what, it's just another thing that happened. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it's true man and any trying to like trying to stop that current is just amping up the current that's that's uh trying to create stillness with activity yes <laughs> more activity right but actually it's just i like include it that's really what well, do you know including it in
1: i don't have it memorized you know Rumi's poem the guest house
0: uh we're knocking at the door that one
1: uh, I don't know if it's knocking at the door But it's something like I'll summarize it I've got it on my phone But I'd have to call it up for my photos And it would take five minutes or so <laughs> But it's uh, something like Every morning uh, Another visitor at the door Depression Anxiety Agitation Melancholy uh, Spite Open the door Let them all in Even though Almost certainly They will wreck the house <laughs> They will savage the house And even though In so doing that They will be creating a space for something greater from beyond. I mean, it is a—it's far uh, more—it's far more beautiful than that. That's uh, pretty beautiful, uh, right there. Coleman Barks translation. but allow what it, so it's that yeah, it's like shadow with,
0: work it's union it's, yeah
1: yeah, and it is yeah. and it's a compared let's say to the, a certain kind of practice I was doing and I don't want to say that I that the, that it's intrinsic to insight meditation or the Vipassana path this whole idea sit with the breathing when you notice the thought go notice and bring come back from the thought this constant going on mm-hmm. whereas Sam is one step closer by saying Sam Harris is one step like what happens when you notice that thought? Yes. In other words, you begin to welcome that thought. Yes. And that gets even more well-developed in some of the direct path, direct approach pathages, which I simply sit as awareness, notice sensation, allow that to be. Notice, and then eventually, as far as the instructions would go, mm-hmm. notice thinking, allow it to be there rather than come back to your breathing. In no, other just continue expanding the boundaries, expanding the borders, so that there's nothing that is not welcome. This is sometimes referred to as unconditional non-dualism or unqualified non-dualism, where there is nothing that you can become aware of. It's even like, say yes to... Here, here's one way it was put by a teacher, Richard Miller, who was a yoga teacher, an incredibly, um, I have to say, realized guy in this whole field of nidra yoga, deep relaxation. Anyway, he says, "Say yes to everything, including to no, mm-hmm. because there are times you must affirm no, yeah. but you'll still be affirming no. So when you say no to, when he's like, you say yes to everything. Yeah. A certain, oh well, yeah, what to child abuse? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, oh.
1: say no to childbirth, uh, child abuse, child abuse, and way you are saying is. yes to yes. that no. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You are affirming that that is wrong, yeah. but it's from a place of affirmation. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. So yes, say so yes to
1: everything, <laughs> including no. Sometimes." Because then you'll be saying yes to no yeah. when it's appropriate.
0: Ram Dass says, ah, so. I really like that. Ah, so. You know, which is another way of saying yes. Like, that's saying yes and it is so at the same time. That's you know? exactly like, right. Yeah. And and really, you, you can't ever get out of that. You can only ever seem to get out of that. Well, yeah.
1: here's another conversation that we could have, probably not a, today.
0: I feel like I'm in a, like, hot tub of, like... This is so great.
1: I love it. Yes. <laughs> and we have not smoked enough of anything no, to make us is- <laughs> so that we cannot have the conversation. No, the natural which is highs. at some point it would have been the, the case. The
0: only drug I've taken today is coffee. But
1: of course, Byron Katie.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. So to
1: me, I partly because her story is so... She had a radical... Non-dual experience, yeah, very
0: Eckhart totally like.
1: In in that, yeah. you know, I actually don't know his story except yeah. that he he was deeply depressed or suffering very suicidal. Byron yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she was in that halfway house and there was a cockroach crawling over her foot, and she realized she did not know what that was. Meaning that with the foot, she literally had gone so far and so deep into a void of.
0: Disident- disidentified or, or unidentified? Oh, de- well, what
1: would, would have been called a depersonalization experience if she'd yes. taken it to a psychiatrist who would have medicated her and tried to bring her back to, but she tells that story when she finally, she, before the she was even back, yeah. she got up and looked in the mirror and saw the eyes. I mean, can you imagine being so devoid void of self in a moment that, to use your analogy of the mirror, you're looking in the mirror and something is looking back, but you don't know... that it's, quote, you or not you.
0: I've had a little taste of that, yeah.
1: And she has had, then she went on to formulate the famous four questions... Which are such good questions in any given moment. Is what I'm believing? She says, It's not that the belief, she goes, Our thoughts are not the problem. Yeah, It's believing a thought. Yes. It's believing, and that's what the Buddha says yeah. too. Yeah, the thoughts are coming. They're not yours. They're not not yours. It's if you believe them, attach to them, that's when the, the attachment, that's when the yeah. suffering begins. The, the thought that you're no good is nothing it's in and of itself. Empty. Yeah, but grab it and hold on to now, it. I'm no good. That's the problem.
0: Giving everything all the meaning it has. Giving yes. everything all, all the
1: Juice it to it. So her four yes. questions are, as you know, yeah. um, um, for the listeners: Is that true? Is it true that you're no good? Yeah. That, and the, you might say yes.
0: Right.
1: No. Can you? And then she'll say, "Sweetheart." If you've ever seen her, she calls everybody sweetheart. Yeah. She is the dearest person. I in love, the world. I, she's
0: one of the few that I can listen to. Paul. When when I see her talk, I have to see her face because there's so I much being communicated and she yeah. can you
1: absolutely know that's true that you're yeah. no good and then she'll say not necessarily in this order but the third question okay. is how does it feel how does it make you feel to believe that oh, yeah. well the uh, obvious answer if someone is really you know able to have any sentient response I feel pretty crappy I feel small yeah. angry and how does it feel when you let go of that? And how does, how does that that feels good Now, and then she'll do the turnaround she'll say uh, I'm very good say that yeah um, yeah, it's uh, or my true? husband you know whatever the whatever the belief is my husband doesn't love me enough let's say that's the belief that you're dealing with and you've gone through the four questions she'll turn it around my husband turn it around my husband loves you loves me just enough i don't love my husband enough. try that one on in other words she's basically so saying good. try all these very yep. stories because you can see don't you see all the stories are the same yes. they're stories but you
0: have to go through the steps you can't start with can you let that go? Because oh, of course no. I can't let it go. I'm completely identified as the person that, you know, is Or if you're a, a spiritual
1: person, or... <laughs> you might say, <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, I'm very willing to let it go because I know that that's not doing me any good. No, nope. yeah. that's it's a so shortcut. Yeah. You just did, what do they call it? Um, <laughs> spiritual bypass. Uh, spiritual <laughs> you just did a spiritual bypass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she just yeah. says, honey, is that true? Yeah. Can you absolutely know that? Which is actually, I love can that one. Because, of much? course, the answer always has to be no on that no. one. Unless she, you can't know anything. Because if you still say true, she goes, really? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah, you know. Oh, so the, her- the
0: only the the can you absolutely know that it's true? I think then back to Sam Harris and consciousness, and then that that little loop right there it puts me in like a oh, the only thing I know is that the lights are on. Everything else is everything else is a story, is meaning I'm giving to it. The lights are on. Paul would say there's dreaming, but everything after that. Is the dream.
1: And Paul often points out. He says, "You know, you, um, you, you've never had to go to a class workshop to develop seeing, have you?" I've
0: been seeing all day. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing
1: all day. Or I'm gonna. I did a workshop to improve my seeing ability. I've been. I'm so exhausted from seeing all day. Yeah, or the, he said, the right now your you're hair. probably looking at your window. You don't think you're done. All of a sudden, a bird flies by. You cannot not see that yeah, bird.
0: Yes, that that was Sam this morning with the that you cannot not hear it. It you, you're hit with it. Yeah, it, uh, Paul says, uh, "You're Johnny. Come lately on this stuff.
1: You're <laughs> you you always come after. On, the you're always, you come to the set after the after yes. the a, after the scene has been shot, yes. and you claimed what a great role!' Man, I, 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 that I need role a rest. Perfectly. I need a rest because that that scene took a lot out of me. No, the scene happened on its own. Yes. You showed up in front of the camera uh, after it was already over.
0: Yes, yes."
1: And that's what the narrator does. And he, as you know, there's some neurological neuroscience experiments now where people are put in front of computers and said, uh, when I give you the signal, choose either the red or the green sign. Oh, yeah. And they're finding you know, up to 11 seconds in advance, there's brain activity, which shows the choice was made yeah. before the eye said I chose the red one. Of course. So it indicates that life, I mean, it's a very strong indication that life is happening. Yeah. And the massiveness of it, including the war and the famine in you know, wherever, yeah. that it's maintained, the system is maintaining itself, and meanwhile the human, at the human level, we come in with the concept of efforting and free will, mm-hmm. and I have learned, thanks partly to Paul reminding us, look, at the, he never makes the distinction between the absolute and the relative, you know, he does, but he in, it's implied, it. yeah, it's yeah, inferred, you can infer it. Yeah. but. Uh, from the absolute level, you can say, sure, free will is, it appears to be a construct. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's no basis for it. At the action level figure, it's not a wise use of time to debate somebody about it's free will really is not, not true. And I, I respect Sam Harris for writing his book Free Will you know and what? making the case to other humans that there's no such yeah. But it's yeah. not a case people are interested. There's no market right now for no free will. Yeah. Because our legal system is based on free of will, part, you cannot tell debate. the judge yeah. I didn't yeah. do that. I was being a universe when I drove drunk. <laughs> Thank you, universe. You're still gonna get four nights in or yeah. forty nights in jail. Yeah. So
0: yeah, universe, your next job is not to sit to a jail cell for 40 years, just like you were the universe when you drove drunk. Yeah, well, the one thing I would say about Sam Harris is that uh, I think it is actually helpful when he does the um, debating about there being no free will, because me as someone who had never really considered the concept, that just steered my boat in the direction of sort of non-duality. This was before Mm. I even knew what the word non-duality was. But I go, I heard his argument for no free will, and I said, I don't get it, but I feel like something gets it. At the time, I might have said my, my subconscious mind gets it or whatever right and it did point me in that direction which made me then read his book waking up and then the split brain experiment which I talked with about Mike last time on the podcast of you know you show you close one eye and you show the rational side of your brain I think that's the left brain the language side uh uh, coke and then you oh no I'm sorry you show the non the, the right side the coke and then you they get up and they go grab a coke why'd you grab that coke and they start rationalizing it i was thirsty i was thirsty. i've I'm always saying. liked coke it's no, <laughs> a real I mean? thing yeah and so those little neuroscience um hints Prompt. prompted me closer and closer towards and then finding Robert maharshi and boom it went off from there but so i think as much as yes 99 percent of people hearing that they don't have any free will They're either going to hear that as a self that is convinced it has free will and it's not going to do any good, or they're going to just, you know, completely dismiss it. It, 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 I think it does serve a function. It what? I think it did. It did serve a function for me. Yes. Yeah. it, it, It guided. It pointed my boat in just enough of the direction that the momentum of that led to, you know. Yeah, and
1: it's a good operative, and yeah. in a psychic mobility context, it's, yes. if you're, you know, if you're in recovery, you're there as a personal self. Of course. If yeah. you're, to, and to say that you don't have free will is not a, is not a useful, Absolutely not. Uh, at the end of the journey, or maybe at another level of the journey, you could yeah. say no, but no. I mean, but again, I'm the telling the that step, whole
0: story from where I'm at now. (laughs) Right. If you go back to, you know, I would tell people, man, this guy makes a really good argument for there being no free will, good luck, you know, in that place, me me being able to explain that or even understanding it. (laughs) I mentioned it to
1: a friend after (laughs) I first encountered Sam, and I said, well, you know, there's a real good case that can be made for, you know, no free will, and she's, what? (laughs) And I said, you know, I gave her the neurological experiments in front of the computer, and She said, "Look, I, you know, she did, she didn't say so, but look, I planned to be here right now. Exactly. I I I made sure I left town in order to get here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I go, you're, you're right, you're right. It's I'm not here to argue against. Yeah. That I'm not here to have an argument about free will. And Paul talks about like you'll be convinced you have no free
0: will, and then you'll go and you'll get a mocha instead of a latte, and you go see <laughs> because it's claimed after the 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 action anyway. That's the whole story of selfing is it's claimed after the activity. So if it's afterwards, it's going to be convinced that." had free will the whole time like till that like horse in front of the cart is kind of seen. You know, that flip. Well,
1: I think we should choose to end this conversation. I think we should exercise <laughs> our free will.
0: <laughs> you know, I might, I'm going to exercise my free will and tell one more story. Okay. So, um, this came up for me the other day. This is somewhat anti-Paul because I'm sure you've noticed he doesn't like telling a story of the awakening experience that he's like he says, he'll say like the most he'll give you is there was an event. I right? was
1: at I was at a meeting. Yeah. Not not unlike this. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what he might be. Yeah, yeah. To. And
0: I think a lot of people, uh, and not to again, brag on Adi Shanti. He's great, but he tells a story of his awakening experience. And I would say almost every non-dual teacher, Byron Katie has an awakening in that in that story, right? And I I think I see the both sides of it. If you tell the story to someone who's identified as self, they're going to see it as self is going to have this experience of non-self.
1: And so I want to we, repeat the one he and
0: had. I, so let me set but up. As all a the, self, let me set up all the parameters. So I have this. So as a self, I have the same non-self experience, right? So th- I can see that it's very unskillful. So that's my best disclaimer I'm going to give. And now I'm going to tell the story of <laughs> when I felt like. There was a crack When there was You know A, a big And the reason is Because it, it, it ties back To the last uh, Paul meeting So I was driving In San Francisco Just a couple of blocks From where the church is That his talks are on Wednesday night St Andrews Andrews Saint No no a- I think it's Andrews
1: is, is across in Across street oh, I don't know well, St
0: Peter's I don't know St John's I don't Could know Could be St John's One of those saints so I was driving, I was listening to his podcast before I'd even seen him in person. So uh, this is maybe maybe a week and a half into finding his podcast. And I just started listening to it obsessively. Um, and I, if you would have stopped me and asked why, I couldn't have told you why. It was very much, something was getting it that wasn't, you know, it was, it was going over the head just right. And I found myself very like there didn't seem to be a lot of intent behind it, but I I'd get in my car in the morning and then Zen Bitch Slap would come on and I'd just I'll leave it on <laughs> it wasn't like a like a I'm gonna study this guy cause I think he has an answer it was just like yeah it, it was it was like calming like soothing like uh if you're on a uh uh LSD trip or a mushroom trip and you like need something to calm you down like that's what listening to Paul was for me <laughs> it's like Enya music or like uh like um uh Mozart music <laughs> just having it on in the background that's what it was for me at first so So he's talking, somebody asked a question, I don't remember the exact question, but it was something along the lines of, so once you see uh, all this arising, what sees that, right? And this is something I had heard again and again. Something about his answer, it just, there was a shift, right? And I'm driving, and I had to pull over, because it was like, it felt like all of a sudden my reality was ripped from under me, like all of a sudden I'm in a dream, like like I was completely sober, but a feeling of like being on drugs, You're like I don't think I can function and drive. So I pulled over, and then I'm sitting there in my truck, and uh, this image came in my head of, in mind, <laughs> of a waterfall, and that the waterfall flowing is, um, is like life is is conscious awareness arising in, in this moment and that that was like that was we could say God and that ego is like sitting there trying to direct the waterfall like oh let that flow there but not there but not there in that sense of having something to do with it basically and, and this realization that that ego or that selfing actually has nothing to do with it It cannot what's gonna happen is gonna happen that which is directing this dreaming, is is not the dreamt, and there's a recognition of the dreamt, and there's a recognition of the dreaming, and but the visual that came in was like a waterfall. It was very intense. I would put it up there as my most spiritual experience, above any drugs, above anything, probably in this little story here, in this little lifetime, and uh, and I had to get out of the truck and I walked around and it was like colors were brighter and it was really it was. And I saw like the activity of selfing trying to start up again like an engine and then ruin then dying (laughs) like you couldn't get the car started (laughs) like I'm here and I see there wants to be a story and interpretation coming in but it couldn't it couldn't get going you know
1: couldn't kick in it
0: couldn't kick in (laughs) what the engine wasn't turning over you know um. And, uh, like, like, uh, Paul talks about when you're having an epiphany, normally what stops it is you go, I'm having an epiphany, yep, right?
1: have, look at this epiphany I'm having. Yeah,
0: and it was like, who knows in time, maybe it was five minutes, an hour, I don't really remember, but there was a feeling of like, I was even trying to have the thought, something was trying to have the thought I'm having an epiphany and that couldn't even land. <laughs> it was yeah. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was, and what really resonates so strongly here is, um... There was a realization it's always been this way. The waterfall's always been right, and my sense of being the contraction or the or the that which is resisting it was always an illusion. It was the add on. It was the, the add on, it, it was the extra that was unnecessary. <laughs> it was, you know. Um and so all that sorta of hit me and, and that was before my first Meeting in the fall. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the next Wednesday I went and saw. No, Saturday it was a Saturday over Sausalito. I Saw him for the first time, and so that just sort of just fell into the background of you know unconscious or whatever. And then at the last talk, he I don't know if you remember, he was talking about certain things like the Buddha. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Uh, that which is looking is what you're looking for. Um, that, that it's like a waterfall he said waterfall, I never heard him bring up waterfall before, I was like hey that metaphor, I remember that metaphor that came in over here it's like a waterfall and that those little things will sort of knock you back into it for a moment right? and, and that, that hit me of like that's because I have this feeling at his talks almost every single time, unreliably it comes without me me expecting it I'll sit down. He'll start talking, and I'll just go. Oh, I'm home. Like something shows the dreaming. This is dreaming, and it's just ah, oh, I'm home. And it's I had, had had hints of that before, but nothing has been as like it's there every time. And it's not like a oh, it's gonna come. I know. I'm gonna feel like I'm home again. It like catches me by surprise every time. Mm. You know, and it's just like a oh yeah. I'm the waterfall. I'm not that which thinks it's. Again, see, this is me uh, affirming, but it's just a metaphor for something that's beyond, you know, language. But it's like, it's, 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 it is this way, whether I know it or not, whether I want it to be this way or not. And and Paul said something once too, which is like, this is the ultimate freeing thing to me. So he goes, it actually doesn't even matter if Nick ever wakes up or Keith ever wakes up, because it's not you anyway. I just go, oh. <laughs> like you we have this story, this Joseph Campbell story of we're on this journey and we need to wake up to realize we never had to wake up or that we've always been awake, right? But he's like, that doesn't even matter. <laughs> this is just dreaming. And being able to see that of like, oh yeah. That's about as freeing as a hit as I've gotten. Wow. <laughs> Had to share that. That was had that. that. I think
1: that's that is a good place to go out on. It (laughs) opens everything up without anybody trying to close it back down. Yes, draw the moral of the story.
0: Yes, no no morals. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. This is really awesome. I I want to get this recorded. Honestly, you are amazing. You got a great radio voice. (laughs) You You brought me to some places with you with those streams of consciousness. I really. Really appreciate and it, likewise. and we got to do this again. We should. We yes. just
1: scratched the surface, believe it or not.
0: Yeah. Oh man, there's there's hours and hours in the chamber and the bullet and the gun. I can I can feel it. Thank you, Keith. All right. That was great, man.